Welcome to episode 88 of the Dark Insight Podcast. Uh, it's the 9th of March 2018 and I'm your host Matt aka Ninja Badger 7. Uh, I'm the new guy by the way so uh, I'm really excited to be hosting my first episode of this podcast uh, and please be nice to me um, but I can't do it all by myself um, so my fellow host for this episode some people call him Father of Odin, some people call him Fade of Odin. But uh, to us and his mother, it's Charles. How you doing, mate? It's me. Hey. This is episode eighty-eight, the crazy eighty-eight. Exactly. That's what. Yeah. That's why we've. That's why we're on it, Vader. It's yep. you know they thought they would get the crazy ones on that crazy <laughs> Brit. <Mad one>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the excitement doesn't just stop there. We've got a special guest joining us, returning back to the show. This is a man that obviously decided not to stop at 98 dexterity. He thought, no, that's not enough. I need 99 dexterity. It's Mr. John Gamble. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, guys. And to be totally honest, I'll, I'll out myself as a fraud. I've never gotten to 99 dexterity. I've never done oh, it. It's, it's all coming out now. I've never done it. Whoa. My brand is a lie. <laughs> 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 there's, well, well, there's always a time to do it <laughs> exactly i'm just gonna start this podcast with a bomb <laughs> a boom it's got it's got crazy already God, we're only, we're only well, yeah, breaking in. Apart. exactly I, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on what it's, is real exactly i mean secretly I mean, i'm not actually a ninja. totally a lie <laughs> yeah you're not you're not a ninja and vader's name is invader no no exactly which, I know. to well, be I, fair, I totally, I thought, I totally thought it was for a long time. <laughs> I'm a father. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, so there's some truth in it. Um, so I'm the most real I out totally, of us three. I, was, <laughs> I totally thought his name was Vader. That's funny. Well, it's funny. For I was just thinking time. about it. How, like, everyone seems to just go by their, their first names, whereas mm. Vader seems to stick with for me. Like, people just refer to me as Vader. Um, yeah, I did it for a while because I thought that was your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good by that. And they say you can't give yourself your own nicknames, whereas yes, I managed to. Yeah, you just you, you you come across like a Vader. Um, not that you don't come across like a Charles, but that just seems really formal. Um, Charles is a really but dumb name. <laughs> well, yeah, like, well, I had, exactly. I had no experience with like people from New Zealand or anything. I was like, maybe that's just a name they have there. <laughs> I am in no position to judge. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah. I was I was watching. Um, or oh, sorry, my wife likes really watching Bondi Rescue um, in you know the Australian um, lifeguard program, and one of them yep. is called Jeff Jethro, uh, and you know he doesn't he doesn't even look like a Jethro. He's he's this sort of weedy <laughs> guy with with uh, really long blonde hair, you know, um, you know, proper surfer dude, and he's called Jethro. And I was yep. thinking, 
Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, that's a name over here in the UK for some poor souls. Um, but, you know, the yeah. Jithro I know is Jithro Tull. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, so, but there, there we go. Yeah, and obviously, over, over here in uncultured America, yeah, neither of those are names. Vader's not a name and Jethro <laughs> is not a name. <laughs> well, I don't think anywhere Vader's actually a name because it just means father in Dutch. So, yeah. hey, Vader was I a don't... name for like that old WWE guy. Yeah, there was, was a Vader. Rest, yeah, yeah, there was a wrestler called Vader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even don't even know about him. That's that's how so, you tra- funny that's, story. <laughs> that's how you're dressed up at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> you probably. I should have to look in into that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, funny story oh, about the name Charles. I was I was actually supposed to be called Thomas. That's the name my family agreed on, but my dad changed it at the last second and t- turned it to Charles without checking with my mum. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I imagine that at the hospital, like, they gave him the paperwork or whatever. Like, they gave him the birth certificate and whatever. And, like, the, like your mom thinks he's writing down uh, Thomas, and you're just like, your dad's just, nah. That's basically what happened. Um, yeah, so I'm now, I'm now Charles. Um, yeah, I actually forget that I call Charles because I don't actually ever call myself by my name, so it's <laughs> really, really good. I hear it's it out loud. in the third person. Yeah. Yeah. What is Charles going to have for dinner tonight? <laughs> I think your family would be a bit, a bit freaked out by that. Ah, try it. Well, I do, be I do, do, do. I do the third person thing, but it's Vader now. So I just oh, like, wow, what's Vader having? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. man. Wow. We need to move uh, on. This is you can't give yourself your own nickname, and you can't refer to yourself in your third person. There we go. No. This is an episode yeah, of Discovery. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for joining us anyway, John. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Actually, this is probably the first time me and yourself have properly spoken on a podcast anyway, isn't it? Because we, we've on spoken... On a podcast, we played mm-hmm. Warframe. Yeah, we played Warframe for a bit. Um, oh, nice. So... Uh, yeah, but this is the first yeah. time because every time you you look to come on Monster Monster, it's usually you replacing me for that episode. <laughs> it's usually I'm not around, so we've yeah. never actually spoken Which like this. It's funny so. because uh, the appearance that I was supposed to have last weekend was replacing you for Dark Souls 2. Mm, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm I. Just, I'm the alternate Matt. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it, John's just a cover up, really. Your nickname is Matt, which would be a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but it's funny actually because it's, it's to be, definitely to be fair, not a thing. No, well, we can we can make it a thing. You know, it can always start here. You know, there's people listening. They'll be going, "Wow, okay, we'll, we'll start calling you Matt if you want." Um, and then you can yeah, be I'll Matt. Make, I'll make my Twitter name Matt. It's just, just Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Matt. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, awesome. No, it's really glad to be talking to you and um but let's but yeah, let's get uh, on to the important stuff to hey? back, guys. Mm, exactly. well, before that i'm gonna i'm gonna gush a bit okay it's a pleasure to be it. back guys like I, I love this podcast i've listened to every episode since i've been on with the exception of last week which i'll, I'll get to but uh <laughs> it's a pleasure to be back especially when brian said i would never be back because i insulted goku <laughs> <laughs> yep He's very disappointed not to be on, but he had um, real life issues he had to deal with. So Brian apologizes, John. Yeah. I think you saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. I was talking to him uh, in the Dark Inside chat. Like I just yeah, yeah. added him yesterday, and I was like, "Gutted to not be talking with you. We could have made this like the Magic the Gathering hour." And uh, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I was literally fine until like that. Like yesterday, things got mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you've got to put up with me. I mean, yeah, I've already you... done that. I'm used to it. That's yeah, Arlie. Exactly. You're, part, you're part of the furniture, Vader. It's... Yep, that's me. Yeah, you know, old reliable. Couch. <laughs> Is that chair in the back you don't really sit on, but you know it's a good fit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting too personal. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you feel good now. <laughs> yep. I was yeah, cry on my Matt, couch. Vader, mm. Vader can say he was in a movie. We can't say that. No, we that's true. That. Not yet, anyway. Or at least the movies we don't talk about. Um, Multiple oh. movies, thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Well, talking, talking about getting personal. Stop that yeah. right there. <laughs> there's always time. There's always time to be in a yep. movie. You know, there's, there there's some people that probably that probably end up being in a movie for the first time, and they could be in their eighties. You know, those even if they're just an extra in like a soap opera yep. or something. There's yeah, a lot of people they need old people in the background or in, <laughs> as extras. So <laughs> there, there are a lot old. of people. Like a friend of mine's dead. Like I was doing film work for a while, and I get on set for Avatar. And like, like, hey, there's my mate's dad. <laughs> so we know it's been like the whole whole night hanging out. And like, he always used to come to our rugby games. And so we, you know, caught up about the good old days. And, mm. How do you, um, how do people get into it? Do they just sort of volunteer, or do they sort of just look for advert? We need. Uh, it depends. <laughs> for, for it to be in for, the background. For, for featured extras, it tends to you need an agent and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose um, so. Yeah. For for big crowds, they often just do a public call out and receive mm. a newspaper oh, or shit. Enough. And so there'll be. Um, yeah, so it's a lot easier to get into stuff like that. Um, that's what that's where we're yeah. going wrong, John. We need an agent. We'll find one. No, where I'm going, where I'm going right is realizing that I can't act, and oh, I will. Not okay, do okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's part of the criteria. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So we've had uh, we've got personal, and uh, we've uh, talked about crying. a bit of acting. Yeah, exactly. Vader, you don't cry. We established that last uh, episode that you you don't get emotional. That's true. And <laughs> only only for the only for off at the office. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know we know your weakness. So on the air, um, but we like I said we will get to the important part of the show, which is obviously talking about the weather. Um, as our guest, John, I think you should kick us off. Uh, what's it like in your neck of the woods? Oh man! So I guess we're starting off on the negative note. Uh, it's Absolutely. very white outside. There's just. Mm. It's a lot of snow. There was a crazy winter storm that started uh, Thursday last week, maybe Friday. I'm trying to forget all that because it was a nightmare. But uh, it dropped about, like, there wasn't too much snow, but it was a combination of snow and, like, 45-mile-per-hour winds. And it was crazy. Power got knocked out everywhere. Like, for about 20 miles, it was just a very, you didn't want to be there. And then we got more snow on Wednesday. And now we're going to get more snow over the weekend. So it's, I mean, it's not too cold right now, but it's going to get real cold and it's been real cold. And there's like 14 inches of snow outside. Nice. I mean, are you, are you is it, have you got the facilities to deal with it over there? Because like, and over here, we struggle in the UK if you get snow, as we found out last week. Oh, I mean, uh, like, Emergency vehicles normally get the power back on within like a week or so, depending how bad it was. Roads get plowed. So it's not too bad, but everything still kind of halts to a standstill, which, to be honest, astounds me because this is Northeast, like this is Northeast United States. Snow happens every year. Snow always gets bad. <laughs> I just don't, I don't see how people are still shocked by this. It happens every <laughs> goddamn year. 
<laughs> I can just imagine Canadian. being on a snow on the um, soapbox going out. Why do you not know this? There's snow every year. <laughs> <laughs> so just in Canada, I just put on skis and deal with it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, I have a, a mate um, be, from be, a, be a, a small town in uh, Canada. And they they post they post these in winter just chuck skis on and deliver the mail with skis. <laughs> so like, Dude, that's awesome. That's brilliant. See, you're saying all the snow. I'm thinking that's a lot of snow angels and snowmen you can make. <laughs> Look at like, the, yeah, silver lining. Look at the positive. It, it mean, just like the whole campus should just be snowball fights, like yeah, all day, every day. Like schools off, snowball fights. <laughs> Nice. Well, it sounds like you've had a damn good time over there. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what a British definition of a good good time is, but a a nice cup of tea. <laughs> that's where that's where we have a great time, and uh, maybe no one visiting biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Actually, well, I'll I'll step in actually because it, following on from the snow because we've had the beast from the east uh, in the last week or so, so we had a shed load of snow over here which is actually brought out like red warning so you imagine we got you know the weather reports in the morning they do everything like yellow amber and red and we in some parts of the country like i said it had red and it was a bit crazy here for a couple of days so yeah we had quite a bit of snow it, it was it was so good though because last friday i couldn't go to work because of it brilliant so it actually meant i got to play some more games which i'll get to when we uh <laughs> when we get to the what have we played recently what have you played in the snow um but yeah it was it was just crazy here we just don't know what to do in the uk with snow because we, it's very few and far between it's quite weird actually because we haven't had snow probably for I don't know, about four or five years and then we've had it about three times in the last sort of hmm, couple of months or just before christmas and then just this bit after but this bit was really bad i mean you had people that were stuck on the motorways for about 20 hours in their car and literally, like they had Samaritans coming round, yeah. like giving them like blankets and water because they were literally just stuck. And it was, yeah, it was just absolute chaos here. Yeah, that, that gets a bit scary when that happens. Yeah, there was some yeah. really, I mean, that yeah, sounds, it was bad. Uh, that sounds like it, what was uh, going on here Friday because people were stuck on the highways. So they shut the highways down and then they would have emergency vehicles go and rescue people from their cars mm. because they were stuck on the highway. Yeah. Do you want the good thing of all these bad this bad weather? We get to see Facebook full of videos of how Jeeps can pull out semi trucks like full on <laughs> yeah. lorries. It's like, yeah. <laughs> look at this Jeep. It's like, oh man, I've seen so many of those videos pop up on like social media. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> What's it been like yeah. for you, Vader? Um, we were hit with uh X Tropical Cyclone Gita. Uh, went through the the islands. Unfortunately, did a lot of damage to Samoa and Tonga. Um, it hit us, but it was uh, not as bad. What I do have found out is like all these storms and stuff that get hit, they're bad. But in general, they the news makes them way worse than they actually probably are. Yeah, I talked to the three people that it's actually affected, and like like ninety nine percent everyone else is fine. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, winter winter's come. It's Game of Thrones down here. Uh, we've gone from 24 degrees last week down to like 14 degrees this week. So we've had a drastic 10 degree shift. Mm. That's Celsius, the yeah. real measurement. Um, <laughs> the real one. Not those Fahrenheit people. <laughs> I, I don't know, because you hear of Chicago being the windy, windy city in America. Mm. I just want to point out how windy Wellington is. 
So the average, I'll read something to you from the from the internet from uh, statistics weather statistics place. Mm-hmm. Wellington averages 173 days a year with wind gusts greater than 60 kilometers per hour. That's, that's windy. Two knots. I said that's really so that's windy. Half of our year, pretty much, we have gusts. We have 60k winds, at least. Wellington region regularly measures gusts of 140 kilometers. The strongest wind speeds were recorded at Hawkins Hill. Um, so this is out close to the ocean, this hill. Uh, at incredible 248 kilometers per hour. Wow. So, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're windy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice thing to admit. Yeah. So... Nice. It's, I always find it funny. The big thing is when it's a cyclone, it's a constant wind, and that's a different than a gust, and that's mm. where damage is caused. So, but yeah, it, in general, the temperature's dropped. We're heading into autumn, so that's not surprising. Um, yeah. yeah, so we've had Windy some quite Wellington. extreme weather then between us. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Well, Sorry, people feel uh, educated. Peter, repeat, what, repeat what your fastest wind speed was. Uh, the highest wind recorded in Wellington is 134 knots, or 248 kilometers. Uh, America blows that out of the water for the record. <laughs> oh, sure we're, get, we're getting competitive now. <laughs> we don't have that, yeah. But, this, but what you missed is that we have 60 kilometers almost every day. <laughs> yes, every the second day. highest we... surface wind speed ever recorded in the United States is 372 kilometers per hour at Mount Washington, North Hampshire. Which, that's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Is that so where people live, though? I don't see... I don't understand that. I mean, that was back in, like, 1934. Yeah, it sounds like a freak storm up in the mountains or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was also 6,000 feet above sea level, so it was, like, on a mountain. Yeah, that's... Whereas where I'm talking about is where people live. (laughs) That's the big difference. No way. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's the weather chat. So there we go. <laughs> exactly right. A bit of wind shaming. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it there. God, I thought I was. I was just. I was just going to go get a cup of tea while you fought it out for a while. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the show. Um, yeah. So that's the weather. So we'll move on to the news. The news. The news. Do, 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 do. Right. There's actually quite a bit of news. Well, there's. I mean, what. Vader's dropped in the the notes. I think he's taken it over. By he's got a whole page yeah. devoted, haven't he? The tin, the Nintendo bomb. <laughs> yeah, boom. Um, yeah. So there's been quite a few announcements and releases this week. Um, and we'll leaks. Do, and leaks. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said before we do the Nintendo stuff, we'll just do a few of the others. So um, no particular order. Uh, so in the last sort of few, I think it was this week that. Um, for people that are interested, this year's Call of Duty is going to be Black Ops 4. No surprise there. Um, they haven't really... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm. Hold on. Someone needs to teach them how to do Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, they're not... Do- that's a fair point, actually, yeah. Because, obviously, for anyone that's seen it, the trailer or the logo, it's obviously they've taken the last year's three from Block... Uh, well, last year's, from the last one they did, uh, Black Ops 3, and they've just added another one to it. So it's actually just four lines as opposed to 1v as roman numerals yeah that's a fair point Vade. i don't I, actually think i of haven't that. seen the trailer yet but that's a disaster mm. How well, do you it do makes that? a pretty little 
it makes a pretty little shield shape because they kind of yeah. did it last year. The three was like part of the logo. It wasn't yeah. just the three. Mm-hmm. And they've done the same. So it's like a little, it looks like a little shield with four vertical lines. But we know the eyes for Roman numerals because that's what they've done the last three games. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. So what? It's supposed to be IV. Come on. <laughs> Sloppy. <laughs> You've had all this it's- time. <laughs> It's what was what's the controversy? It was like the Super Bowl, like one of them, they they switched from users using Roman numerals to to like normal numbers because they didn't like like, a, like I don't know went to fifty or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, about it. Yeah, if people get, I think people get lightheaded when they can't understand some of these Roman numerals too high. So they yeah try and keep it easy. All the um, worrying about the logo more yeah. than the actual being correct. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming out actually a month earlier than usual, which is sort of breaking the habit. Cause it's always out in November, but they've decided to release it on the 12th of October this year um, uh, for whatever reason. I think some of the spe- uh, reasons people are thinking is because it means they can get the DLC out a bit quicker. Because obviously the, the first DLC drop for the Call of Duty usually comes out in January, whereas this the time they can obviously, in theory, they could drop it in uh, December, which you know gets out the year you know twenty eighteen as opposed to twenty nineteen, if that matters yeah. <laughs> in some sort of way. But um, they haven't really revealed much about it. But uh, yeah, it just means that uh, we're going to have yet another Black Ops. Which I'm, a, I mean, I, I like my Call of Duties. I must admit, I I don't, I'm not into them as I used to be years ago. I just sort of play them as and when and um, I think it's a bit lazy doing a Black Ops 4. You think they would have tried to have done something a bit different. Um, John, have you played much Call of Duty or are you not really into it? I'll get, I'll get to that in two seconds. Uh, Vader, I'm going to go to New Zealand and I'm going to rip your head off. <laughs> <laughs> John's editing my show notes and making them all grammatically correct and I don't like it. I'm capitalizing things to make it look uniform, even though no one's ever going to see it but us. It's just I, us three that are seeing gonna, it. I don't and care. I'm I said I'm seeing it. <laughs> you two are getting really competitive it. in this one. I mean, and now it's wind, and now it's grammar. And uh, you say, that, you say that, Matt, but I got him to fix it. Yeah, that's I true. Got him to fix um, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I play I a lot of Call of Duty. I play a lot of Call of Duty, not like usually by myself, but uh, mm-hmm. I play a lot with my little brother because he's a big fan of them. Uh, mm-hmm. He. He likes like Advanced Warfare and Call of Duty Ghosts, which I cannot stand. But I'm a big <laughs> fan of uh, Black Ops Three. I played it with my other brother on the realistic difficulty. I played the campaign. Oh, nice! And that was that was balls hard. It was <laughs> because on that difficulty, I don't know if you've played it. One bullet at most two kill you. I can believe that. I mean, I I remember I, I did complete actually I, yeah i did the black ops 3 campaign with my mate and we i think we just did it on either normal or the one just above normal and it, it was actually quite a difficult campaign compared to some of the others so i imagine yeah, if you're playing it on that yeah. but uh you definitely have to make use of all of those like superpowers that they give you mm, oh yeah yeah uh, i remember the, the way we had it set i was the support role and my brother had like the chaos tree so he was made for destroying things and i had like the cloak i could run fast uh like, I could see through walls, I think. So if he ever went, like, I would cloak, check out an area, go down. Like, I would get shot because the robot would see me or the whatever would see me. <laughs> Even though I'm cloaked, which I don't really understand. But that's a gripe for another day, I guess. Well, no, <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was, 
Sorry, well, I was going to ask about that. What's up? Yeah, go. Yeah, I was just going to say I was going to ask about the AI on the harder difficulties of these first-person shooters. They just tend to know exactly where you are. Well, yeah, they and can they cheat. Become... And oh yeah, uh, me are and they my getting brother play a lot of like games? the. No, the most recent one, oh. World uh, Call of Duty World War Two or whatever mm. it is, it's disgusting. Like me and my brother play like the offline multiplayer, where it's just like us versus a bunch of bots. And the bots use multiplayer tactics now. Well, they'll run straight ahead. <laughs> they'll drop down to prone and shoot you in the head as they fall. Yeah, and getting you ready for the real stuff. That's the thing. Is I mean, even I've, I mean, not I can... even as bad as the online's not even that bad. Like these computers <laughs> are crazy, and they'll start shooting you before you like before they round to the corner to get to you because they know where you are. <laughs> yeah, that's the visibility powers don't work in these games because the computer knows where you are. It's going to shoot you anyway. Well, exactly. I mean, you got you got to remember with the way AI works in video games that that they've actually got to make them dumb. You know, they've got to, they start off because obviously the com- the computer and the way it's built will always know and will always win. In theory, they have to make it lose deliberately. So otherwise, you otherwise you never bother playing it. So obviously, they just raise the yeah. game of them a bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. a bit stink. Like, you, I wish they spent more time on development of that stuff and make the game interesting in that way rather than just making big explosions because that seems where all the money goes to, bigger, badder explosions. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited for Black Ops 4. I don't know if it was just a reveal trailer or if you actually saw anything because I haven't watched it. I haven't seen any of the Nintendo Direct stuff. Like, half of these show notes, I this is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's yeah, but it's news for everyone. <laughs> Guests and listeners, it's all good. You're going to learn something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I must admit, I've, I, I don't know half of the Nintendo stuff there, so I'm, I'm learning. Don't worry. I mean, Vader's just, you know, that's going to be the Vader show of, of this uh, episode, aren't you? You're just going to take over and tell us all yep. about Nintendo and what they're up to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's Black Ops uh, 4 coming out. Um, also revealed sort of a bit, half-assed um the division two has been announced um there's no official date for that yet that's but they sort of suspect it's going to be within the next year when i say they announced it sort of half-assed they um they the division, well they basically they do um a podcast uh, well a video podcast uh called uh state of the game i believe um which the is done by the developers of uh, massive who'd make uh, the first division um and they sort of just announced it in a really casual way. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, I can just tell, reveal that this team is working on the next game. And they're like, oh, okay, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's sort of how half-assed they did it. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because I've it, the first division is an old one because I, I keep going back to it. It's like um, like an ex-partner that you know you shouldn't go back to, but you you know you do <laughs> and feel, feel bad for doing it it's one of those where it started off quite poorly they met they improved it then they sort of mucked it up again and then they slowly and actually really done well and actually have dramatically improved it especially since launch it's actually a very good game um but obviously now it's at the tail end of its sort of life start, you know life at the moment um where it's just getting a bit mundane so i think as long as they don't do a destiny 2 to it um, which <laughs> which we'll get compared to is I think they'll do really well with it. I think to be fair to Massive, they learnt from the first game that there's certain things that they they ballsed up, and I think that as long as they learn from that, I think they'll do well. Whereas I think 
if you use the Destiny 2 in a, a comparison, where you thought they were going to learn from some of the mistakes of Destiny 1, and they didn't, um, but then that's influenced by you know Activision and their mega bucks. So, whereas, I mean, I suppose the division is done by uh, Ubisoft, which, you know, again, they can be a bit controversial themselves, but I think they've let them do as, uh, you know, what they can with it. So I, I think, you know, if you've liked the first division or, um, if you, you know, sort of were thinking about getting back into it, I think this one could do all right. I mean, they've not revealed anything really about it, particularly you haven't really got much to go on, but you know, it's another crack at the whip. So, um, did you, have you guys played much of it? I really liked the division Hmm. from, the, the get go, like I just didn't like the semi MMO stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like I, any game that focuses on end game, I don't care about the end game. I want to play the game to get to the end. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not, it's not, yeah. Whereas that's what people play it as, and it, I don't like having to grind to kind of get to be able to be able to do the next story mission. Mm-hmm. So I burnt off, I burnt out pretty quick. But I loved the gameplay and loved the mm-hmm. setting. It was a yeah. cool looking world and the. The gameplay was really fun, except for I think the leveling was kind of an annoying, annoying because you just start getting enemies that are you can't kill. Uh, yeah, or it's very hard and, unless you go grind. And I'm just not into that stuff. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, so it'd be cool if they yeah reduce some of the MMO crap. Mm. Um, I don't know if that. I I to be honest, I don't think they will. Um, no, they won't, I just but... think because they know that's what. To be fair, a lot of people liked in the first one. I think what they will hopefully do is they'll make the world a bit more uh, alive because the world is fantastic. But at times, even though, to be fair, it's supposed to be set after, you know, a big virus has taken out a lot of people, it's still very barren. You, know, so you sometimes be running around, you think, this is really lonely. <laughs> I need some, a bit more life around me. So I think if, if they do the same sort of setting, and you know the graphic because graphically it was a it's a really nice looking game. Um, I think they can do really well with it. I just think that they, if as long as it's got a variety to it and reasons for people to pick it up, it will do really well. So yeah, be interested to see what happens yeah. with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, yep. And um, do you want to do the next one? Yeah, I put this on here. Um, it could go on the Nintendo section, but yeah, Dark Souls <laughs> Network Test has been announced Woo-hoo. for all platforms. Yeah including the nintendo switch mm. and so i'm very curious to test that one because that's i'm curious how they're going to deal with the portability of the switch mm-hmm. yeah cool um you got any thoughts on that me, yeah. uh no i'm just i'm really excited for like the remaster and i mean i'll talk about it when we get to the solar amiibo and uh <laughs> i did like particularly well, some things about the Solera Amiibo that have me worried a little bit, and uh, the Splatoon Fighters for Smash Bros. I'm going to talk about Souls there too, because me and a few friends cool. on Discord have some theories. Ooh, cool, interesting. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it'll be good. It'll be good to be able to play the game and test it out. Mm. Um, I, there's no confirmed date as of yet, so that's okay. still to come. Mm-hmm. Well, it can be long now because yeah, it's, just... it's what, what about two, two and months. two months, just a bit longer. Yeah, it's at twenty fifth of May, isn't it? So yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine probably early May, maybe April. usually or late April. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it, it depends. Sometimes they like to, with Dark Souls 2, I believe, they had, and 3, they had several. But, but this is they a did, remake actually, of the yeah. games. Yeah. But they built it from, it's a full remaster, so they might need to, yeah, so they might try and get two in there. Who knows? Yeah. Um, More Souls. Happy days. It's interesting, because I wonder if they'll, they may even change the netcode and how it all works, the online. So there might there might need to be, yeah. Especially if people get what they're hoping for and getting some of those online covenants working a little bit better. Mm. Like I think they, I think they will, because haven't they said that there's going to be more uh, co-op, more co-op people with you, more the, summons? Definitely. Uh, so yeah, so it'll be like three where you can have like mm. five billion co-op <laughs> partners. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they'll so probably have to test a little that. bit worried about that with Dark Souls One because Dark Souls One, it's not. Like I'm not going to be like Dark Souls Soulsborne player MLG over here, but Dark Souls One compared to the other games, especially Three and Bloodborne, is not particularly difficult. No, I'd agree with that. Only, only because we're better at the games now. Originally, it was very difficult, but yes, I know what you mean. Mm. Um, Yeah, originally I quit on the Taurus Demon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But now, when you play the others, yeah, you get better. And that is the argument why bosses have more health in the newer games. It sucks, but it's because people are just ripping their game to pieces now, and it's yeah. not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a challenge to some extent. <laughs> um, yeah, but I have I have so many issues with that philosophy. Like, what if you're a new oh, player yeah. and you don't have the capabilities of playing Dark Souls, or oh, yeah, you don't want to play Dark Souls crap. because it's got a bad reputation? And the first guy you ever fight in a Souls game is Udex Gundir in three. He's gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. For us, just making us feel bad. Odin beat him. <laughs> I, I actually tried to get my little brother to beat him when my little brother he was like eight at the time, and he just couldn't do it. But he he tried. Like he got him to the second stage. He he was getting him. He just couldn't. Like he got frustrated with himself. Yeah, o- Odin did it, um, and he beat the crystal li- the crystal lizard first go. Nice. Funny story oh, about that sorry. crystal lizard guy. Sorry, I keep putting roadblocks in this podcast. So much for me That's driving nice. the car. Uh, <laughs> that Into crystal roadblocks. lizard. For the for the longest time, I had an unupdated version of Dark Souls Three because I don't have internet at home. I just I played like version one point zero zero or one point zero one, whatever whatever you bought midnight, like at midnight. That's yep. the version mm-hmm. I had. Yeah. And uh, the crystal lizard at the start of the game. He was not very difficult. He was a cakewalk. He didn't have a lot of health. And then when I finally updated my game and went back to that lizard, <laughs> oh my lord! What did they the do? The real Dark Souls starts here. That's pretty much what it was. Like I put in the in- the, the update should have just been real Dark Souls exe, and then there was an attachment that said Crystal Lizard text, and <laughs> a massive file size because that's that equates to his massive health bar. Like. Dark Souls 3, once you updated it, played it with its heart on its sleeve because the first big enemy you fight has a health bar that's bigger than the boss you're about to fight. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. Because it was I mean, the other way around with some of the earlier games. I don't know if the health bar is really bigger than Udex Gundir, but it's a hell of a harder fight. Yeah. Like, mm, that lizard can mean, do yeah. about eight different things. Oh, he's very aggressive as well. Yeah, he is. Like he Sonic didn't used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone get ready for the network test. Yeah, right. John, John as well. Yeah. I, I think you should do as well. Your next Twitter name should be MLG 
gamble, but where you put the you know the the G of gamble into the MLG. I think that's no, what your next name should no, be. I, I'm just I'm just going to make it 98 <laughs> dexterity because now I'm a fraud. <laughs> yeah, 99. I'll, I'll just make it 50 dexterity probably. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Most mostly strength, a little dick dick dexterity. No, no strength builds here. I'll do that when I get bored. No strength builds yeah. here. All, that, all vitality. <laughs> yeah. No, what's that what's that yeah. what's that useless stat? Um the resistance. Resistance. Yeah. Resistance, yeah. <laughs> Ninety-nine resistance. <laughs> oh dude, I never get poisoned. I'm so good. <laughs> oh, see, that's why your MLG gamble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Who's ready for the Nintendo Direct? Who's yeah. ready for Nintendo Direct? Go on, Vader. Yep. It's just with it. Hey, it's been a really big announcement. It's been quite huge. Um, uh, so first off, Smash Brothers for the Switch has been confirmed, and I know a lot of people have been rumbling and rumoring that it's coming, but it's finally been confirmed, along with Splatoon Fighters, I believe, uh, being added to the roster. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, they're part of the trailer, aren't they? I believe. Yep. Yep. Yes, it was. Uh, well, it was a follow-on. There, I think they had the Smash Brothers announce, and then they had a follow-on little trailer at the end, right? Okay. The Splatoon as a reveal, but yes, it's kind of part of the whole reveal. Um, I did see a funny comic strip. I don't know who did it, but about how um, the the Labo little robot cardboard thing sneaking up, and then cutting to like. Um, Solid Snake and saying, this, "This is what you get for cutting me out of the game, or something." He had his little cardboard box that he hides under. He like cut out all the shapes for the the Labo, and then he's like, hit, hit, "Explode onto the, the device." And blew up all, the, all the Smash Brothers people. Um, I thought that was quite funny. Anyway, uh, also Splatoon Two's getting story expansion. Okay, uh, so. You get to play as an Octoling, which I think is the first time, and you will be able to get an Octoling. I think that's what it's called, because usually you play as Inkling, uh, so you'll be able to play as yeah an Octoling. Cool. I don't know. Do who know? Do you know Splatoon that well? You two? Uh, not really. I've seen not people really. play it. I, I'm aware of the game, but I'm really. There's there's um the two kind of hosts they like of uh YouTube tiled show that's in game right and the, yeah i think one of them i think uh, it's only one of them is like octoling um and yeah so yeah, you, they're in the, the they're in the world but you don't usually get to play as them usually always a squiddling so this is a change oh, mix up a bit cool um yeah and so you're playing as she's a secret agent lady person and she kicks butt and you get to play as her and then yeah you get to play as them in the multiplayer as well so it looks cool the the actual the trailer was terrible i hated it the music was awful and it was this weird kind of sexy wiggle butt that the octoline was doing which is kind of a bit creepy <laughs> it was just she's doing like the britney spears walk and someone posted about how they liked that uh britney spears toxic was remade with an um, octoline and that's what it looked like it was just a bit odd like i just didn't like it but the whole concept and story looks really cool i just didn't like the trailer right okay oh yeah sorry i've just, I've just googled octoling so right okay yeah. yeah she looks cool yeah nice um yeah and then solia amiibo has been hey. announced with the dark souls um so i have been furiously 
checking every 15 minutes on the local <laughs> EV games to see if I can get my pre-order in before it sells out. Um, and they still haven't got it up. Um, I'm checking now, actually. Yeah, I'm do- I was doing that as well. I was like, well, he says that. I'm going to just quickly check. No, it's no, not up yet. Not there. No, it, it's um, amazing. It's pretty cool. Um, when I searched like Mighty 8, when I like a big online gaming collectible kind of retailer, um, I searched Solia, and it comes up with like one of those real expensive $700, you know, three, 300-pound ones. I'm like, huh, I can get one for 20 bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Obviously, the $700 one's a lot nicer. I'm going to put a What's damper that? on this small little parade. Does oh, a Solera no, amiibo no. mean that we won't be able to get the praise the sun emoji? Like the no, gesture in the game now. Will it be linked to no, the amiibo? Can. Nope. No, no, I don't think it's so. Still, it's still in game. Yep. It's still in game. Well, then what the it hell does the amiibo do? Uh, it gives it to you straight away. Yeah. That 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 is the oh. criticism people have had, is because Amiibos initially came out as that it was kind of like multi-game cross-platform or cross-game DLC kind of purchase. Mm. You get something cool, but then you can unlock skins in multiple games. More recently, some a lot of them have been more linked to one game, and people are kind of getting annoyed at that. Whereas I don't buy it necessarily for the the extra content. I buy it because I want a cool little figure. Yeah, Link, absolutely. A cool little figure. I've got like a sweet cloud strife on my shelf. Oh, nice. And, Is that, that's and the I, Smash Brothers one, isn't it? Yeah, I don't have Smash Brothers. I've never played Smash Brothers. But I, <laughs> I want, I, I I want my cloud. Yeah. I want cloud, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, and I've got my Bloodborne guy pre-ordered for my Totaku, yep. my Amiibo adjacent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've um, got figures. him. Yeah, he looks awesome. So, yeah, so John, I understand the, the complaint and the concern, but from what I understand is that you can actually use the Solar Amiibo to perform the gesture, mm. unless I've misread it. No, that's what I've led to believe, yeah. So Will the idea is like that you can just... Amiibos and have like a daily use limit? No, I think it's just, you, it says you can break the sun free, uh, willingly or like at will or something, they kind of said. Mm. And so you can just they're spamming it. And so that'd be kind of cool. So it means you can yeah, praise the sun without having that, to do that, uh, yeah. get through the game. Everyone's just going to be doing that gesture all the time. Everyone's just, everyone's I'm doing it right doing now. Praise, praise that sun. I'm it's doing necessary. it right now. It's necessary because the praise the sun gesture in Dark Souls 1 is missable. And it's also, it's mm. rather difficult to get because you have to get yeah. to a certain faith requirement. And it's, it's rather high. It's like 15, 20 faith. And that's I just don't remember. More than I got the platinum, so I did it. Yeah, so it is a shortcut, but again, at least it's not a shortcut to getting like the salt, like the sun spear or whatever. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> if it was that, then I think I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Cause that's a pay to win situation. <laughs> no, it, it keeps it, yeah. it keeps it fair. I mean, I remember when um, Breath of the Wild came out, and I got the amiibos for that. And to be fair, you, did, you only got a few little extras and there was stuff it was like food and we- breakable weapons like everything else that comes in so it's not really like i said pay to win is it i think i think they've got it right with the slayer one i think that's the right sort of balance so it's, it doesn't make it where like i said it's giving you the sun spear because that would be really it, unfair well with the type of game it is we don't want extra dlc because that's not what dark souls and from software are about so i'd be really annoyed if it was something mm. like that but I can understand where people are coming from, where they, they're used to buying Amiibos that have a cross-platform thing. 
I'm I'm somewhat hoping they might bring him into like Smash Brothers or something. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I can see them doing that. That's what that's what I was talking about when I said I had something to talk about in the Smash Bros section. Oh. Uh, me, me, uh, Eric at Z uh, Chocobo on Twitter, and at yep. and uh, Caitlin at. Uh, Kate is great, or the greatest Kate. Sorry, I'm mixing up your Twitter handle. I'm not really sure which it is. I think it's I think it's Kate is great. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday. Like Solaire would be a really good fit in Smash because not only does he fight with like a sword and a shield, which is that's pretty easy. That's commonplace Smash fare. You could give him lightning spears to throw. You can give mm-hmm. him a buff with sunlight, like with a oath of sunlight or whatever his oath, like his buff is. I don't remember what it's called. I never get it. But uh, you could you could definitely do like you can make that work, and that's yeah. actually where uh, my Discord icon comes from and my Twitter picture, which is Kirby in Solar armor, because somebody <laughs> in uh, somebody on Discord made that for me when we were discussing. Well, not made that for me, but he made it, and I asked him if I could use it when we were discussing the potential of Kirby having a Solar costume, because Kirby has an animation where it's very Praise the Sun esque. Yes. It is a match made in heaven. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you need Pink Solaire. <laughs> yeah. I'm... So it'll be interesting if they do something like that. Um, I I think there'll be a lot of people who might be somewhat dis- upset about it, but I, in general, I think people are pretty keen for it. Yeah. They can just get over it. <laughs> yeah. Border Bridge. Um, okay. I would like to rectify my mistake. Uh, Caitlin's like Caitlin's Twitter handle is at the greatest Kate. Sorry, I messed that up. There you go. There we go. Fine. Sorted. Um, Proper call out. See, so, yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty keen for the Solar Amiibo. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad it's just not like you get his shield or sword and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Well, although that would be better <clears> than getting the the spear, the sunlight spear, because at least the sword and shield aren't game breaking. Um, what's next? South Park, the fractured butt hole, has been um, announced for the Switch. Cool. I don't know if that was rumored or talked about before, but it's. I think it was. Announced. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Okami HD for the Switch. Yep, makes sense. So all the games are coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mario Tennis Aces Ace. It's eight, yeah, Aces. Uh, has a release date of June twenty second. Um, Undertale doesn't have a release date, but that's coming to the Switch, mm-hmm. so I might eventually get around to playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh, Little Nightmares, which I think appeal applies to quite a few people, especially Cliff and Josh and those around who like those horror creepy games. Yeah, uh, that's coming out on May eighteenth, so quite soon. Awesome. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, which is from what I've heard, is some of the one of the best kind of Dynasty Warriors style games. Yeah, it's definitely out there. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, um, I was considering the Fire Emblem one, but one of my, from what I heard, yeah, Hyrule's better. Big into Fire Emblem, he's like, nah, fought the Hyrule's way better. <laughs> he was a bit disappointed what they did with the Fire Emblem one. Yeah, because what I believe Hyrule actually has its own kind of story, whereas the other one. Fire Emblem's just retelling the same mm. story that's being retold yeah, in like half the games. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Um, 
Crash Bandicoot and Insane Trilogy is coming the 10th of July. Oh, and Hyrule Warriors is 18th of May as well, so a double release awesome. that day. And Octopath Traveler has had a demo out for a while, but is finally getting a release date of 13th of July. <laughs> what sort of game is that? Yeah. I haven't really heard of that That's one. That's a JRPG. Oh, okay. Um, Square Enix. Oh, okay. So it's um, it looks like Final Fantasy VI, but like modern graphics. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. I know. So, yep. so the, the, the backgrounds are really pretty and will look really nice at times and like kind of Kind of that old RPG where they can they could do the still images like Final Fantasy VII had pretty good sets like each scene looked pretty nice but the sprites were terrible. Um, these obviously have nicer sprites because it's still modern but it has that old school look, I- isometric look I believe. Mm-hmm. I played the, the demo; it was pretty cool. And the the concept is you can have there's like ten starting characters or something, and each one has their own story and background and that you meet up as you play through so you choose which one you want to start with uh kind of like uh wild arms 3 did that from memory you could you could choose who you started with yeah and that one i think you end up playing with all of them and this one i think you just um what i mean you've got to play all the intros i think from memory and wild arms 3 in the end, but you mm. choose which one you did first. Whereas this, you choose one, and then you can find the other characters by playing the game. Mm. That is, it looks really cool. Some of the bosses look really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was fun. Um, I found the the boss and the demo really hard, mm. but then I realised I forgot one of the mechanics of the <clears> game, and then used that mechanic, and then it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what that was now, but it was just me being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Another game announces Sushi Striker. It's what the people were calling out for. Bring a Sushi oh, Striker to Switch. I'm not that interested. It looked like, <laughs> like the Bubble Trouble games where you just matching colours, but it's sushi. <laughs> I'm not that fast on it. I'll tell you what, though. Looking at this list, they it's really showing how much they've come on since the Wii U because obviously the Wii U really struggled because it just didn't have the third-party support that was out there. But look how many big games are coming towards the, the Switch. It just shows how much it's moved Oh, on. it's huge. Yeah, Absolutely. There's, there's, a game, there's a game announced, and it's going to be the first time the studio's ever released anything on, the, on a Nintendo console. What game was that? Um... I can't remember. Oh, Karen, sorry, you carry on. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was. It, it's a big, like, a, you know, normal AAA kind of game, but it's going to get released on the Switch. Um, and it's a big deal because that means that potentially um, they could start making and developing for the, the mm. console. So it's good news. And it's the same with having getting Doom and things on the Switch and Skyrim. It's, it's Bethesda testing the waters mm. effectively. Okay. You know, it's an easy way that they can put an IP that they've already made, port it, not spend that much money on it, but if it sells, oh, look, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> might be an interest yeah. for one of our games. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a whole bunch of Nintendo 3DS. Are you guys interested in them? I'm not. Don't play the 3DS. Um, uh, I've, who, not particularly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll quickly run through the name. I won't talk yeah, about do, them. Yeah, no, do Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers, May 24th. Luigi's Mansion re- remake. I know that's a really good one that people mm. really love. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I'm happy about remake. that. No, yeah. 
no no release date uh wario's wear gold wario wear gold Okay. I don't know what that is, but August 3rd. <laughs> uh, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story uh, remake uh, for 2019 release. And I think what's cool about that is that they're announcing it, they're actually supporting the 3DS until 2019, like yeah. at this point. And yeah. yes, they're remakes, but still, that means there is still support for that console. Well, it's still a massively popular console, isn't it? Ultimately, yes. especially in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So now. I, I know there yeah, was some. I'm not sure uh, what sales look like for the 3DS, but I know a bunch of people that still use it. My mom still plays it. My sister and my brother, like it's still, to the best mm. of my knowledge, a still very lucrative console. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. there was talk about with the Switch being portable that the three the 3DS may start dying off a little, but it seems like they're still supporting it, which is really cool. Mm. Um. Bowser's Junior's story, and uh, I believe that might be packaged together from what I saw in the trailer. Um, the Mario and Luigi and the Bowser Junior's story might be packaged together. Um, but the Mario and Luigi and Bowser one look kind of funny, fun because you could actually switch between playing as Mario and Luigi and Bowser, like they were it was oh, like yeah. a parallel story. Um, and Bowser was more of a 3D experience and it seemed like the Mario and, and was like a side-scrolling platforming levels. I don't know much about it, but it looked interesting, the gameplay. It looked kind of fun and different. But yeah, that's Nintendo Corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's, that is a massive load of releases, isn't it? I mean, it just shows how much they're pushing things forward both. And, and like I said, fair play, they're still doing stuff for the 3DS. So no, I think, oh. I'm, I'm glad as well, because I know it's probably been spoken about before, but it's so good that the Nintendo's a big player again. There's nothing worse when, there's nothing to benefit when competitors are not doing that well. Because obviously, you know, PS4 has won this generation, um, whereas obviously last generation it sort of struggled a bit more against the the 360 but i don't see that as a bad thing because ultimately next you know when the next generation comes along it just means that hopefully xbox you know pull their socks up you know properly bring it to playstation and, and then encourages playstation to step it up because there's nothing worse than when these companies go a bit sort of stale and i think the problem is with nintendo because they struggled with the wii u even though like i said i think it's actually quite a good console it's great that they're really doing well with the switch Yep, for sure. Um, speaking of that, oh, yeah. I actually saw there's a rumor that the PS5 is already in the hands of developers. Oh. <laughs> there's still so much to play in this generation. <laughs> I don't yeah, want a new one yet. That whole that whole PS5 thing. I saw something about it before we jumped on the call. It way too soon. Mm-hmm. It is. Like if they're working with the PS5 now, that means they could potentially release within about three years. Push to that back two years. The PS4 still has a massive library. It's still yeah. good. The graphics still good. You could still release things on this console. Hell, half the games you're working on the PS5, if you're working on anything, could probably be released now. Do not rush a console. Yeah, Absolutely totally agree. Not. You should never rush a game to hell with rushing a console because that a, a bad game is whatever. You can redeem that. If it's a bad console, you're going to have to redo the whole thing. Every game that comes out for it will be bad if the console itself is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Sony, like, I'm if, calling if you I've out. Got it now. It could be next year, <laughs> which is like, yeah, Sony, watch it. <laughs> John's on your case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. I hope not. This episode. I, I'm coming at you. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling the heat <laughs> through, through the internet waves. 
I, I just got a pro. Like if mm. if they have I told said that on the podcast? I don't know. If I, I've, I don't <laughs> think so. They just got a pro, um, everyone. Right. Yeah. And it, that's only quite new still. And if they, yeah, if they're ready to bring out a new console and like already outdate the pro, I'd kind of be annoyed. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, this uh, remember this is the first generation where they've console iterations. Or, yeah, sort of halfway through and. And like I said, to me, that's a, in a way, it's a good thing because I hope, like John's saying, that that makes them delay it by another couple of years on top of what's already mm-hmm. they're already planning. Because last generation, obviously, from their perspective, went on a lot longer than they wanted. You know, the PS3 and the 360 were out, what, was it almost 10 years, I think it was? Or almost, well, not far off it anyway. Whereas, obviously, back in the day, the old console generations were no longer than about five years. But I, the thing is, to me, the jump like from one console to another it's just getting just better graphics i know obviously that always makes difference with every console generation but to me well personally i don't care that much about graphics i just want a good enjoyable game so and like john said i just don't want it where you're trying to get through that backlog as quickly as possible i mean look at it at the moment um you know you got where the servers have been shut off for demon souls um and you know, for a lot of people, they still haven't ever got around to playing that game. And obviously now you think, well, hang on, I may not have access to a PS3. And if I do get it, I'll have to try and get a copy of the game and then I'll have to, I won't be able to play it online. And, you know, I think that moving forward with the new consoles is only really worth it if they're happy to make this generation's games backwards compatible. If that happens, it's not the end of the world. So you think, well, okay. Yeah. At least I can still play that. But the worst thing is when you're like, hang on, I may not be able to get around to playing, you know, whatever game because, you you know, things move on too quick. And it's a real shame when they do that. Well, I just, I don't know if I could handle another generation of remasters of remasters. remasters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, true, true. Because that's what will happen. The people will miss games. It's like, oh, we'll re-release it for the new console. And yeah. The up-res. It's like, we just had, like, how many HD levels are there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah I don't know. I don't uh, know if I said it on here, but they've definitely jumped to full HD way too soon. Yeah. The term, like, the marketing term. Because, <laughs> like, now we're into, like, 4K, then Ultra, ultra HD. Yeah. Full HD was too soon. They should have just been. <laughs> they needed another name before they went to full HD. Mm-hmm. Because it's not full. It's only quarter now. <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely one of those people that never got around to playing Demon's Souls. Like, I never went hands-on with it. Uh, by the time I really got into the Souls games, I like I went straight to Dark Souls 2. That's where I started. Uh, with the exception of like a 15-minute excursion in the Dark Souls 1 where I hated it and was very <laughs> upset and did not like it. But uh, I never got around to Demon's Souls and... Like I never, I just never had a situation with it. Like when I got around to wanting to play it, I no longer had my PS3. Uh, and now, if I were to go around to play it, I don't know if I would really want to because you lose out on the old monk. Like the the servers getting shut down I mean the old monk fight is dead. Like the gimmick yeah, behind that it fight that is now anyway. useless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like the the gimmick behind the fight is that a player would become that boss. Oh yeah, it was a very cool and concept, but it it's didn't dead. really work that. That'll way. never happen again. Yeah, but that is a very small portion of the game. I, I, I it is a shame, but I, I think it's fair enough. The closing servers down. It's been open for a long time. You know, mm. it's nine years for a game that really didn't sell that well in the grand scheme yeah, of things. 
but people can still go online on like a PS3 for reference and play like Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Their servers are still good. Yeah. People had stopped buying that shit like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all it. that cost, like... though. It's all that's yeah, yeah, but how, how much does it really cost to keep the servers for a game up when you're from software and you're reckoning in all that Dark Souls 3 money, all the remaster yeah. money mm. that you're going to get? But you yeah, but it's it not as much as Marvel. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's down to the, the reason to keep it open because ultimately you know if you compare the cost of the servers to keep it open compared to how many they're, they're going to still sell because ultimately all they're relying on digital versions of demon souls because obviously they're not going to get anything for physical copies because pretty much any physical copy is going to be a second hand one so i suppose they probably just don't see a need for it ultimately they probably think well it's not cost beneficial because that's what it's, that's what unfortunately it is money talks at the end of the day um i mean I'm, i'll be honest i the fact, especially they, they've remat, they're remastering the first one, I'm shocked they've not bothered trying to remaster Demon Souls. I mean, it may, it may still happen, but I'm just surprised licensing. they've not yeah. done that yet. It's all licensing. Yeah. What's yeah, unfortunate course, is yeah. that money talks and something that goes real easy with money talks. Money talks shit stinks. <laughs> it's, it's, such a, like, it's such a travesty that the video game industry, I understand that the entire point of it is money and their entire point is to make money. I remember back when I was growing up and even when I was a teenager, there was, there was a sense of fun. And now everything is microtransactions, this, that decisions are being made strictly for money. And I think that's why the PS5 is coming oh, it's around. Awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Sony probably saw that friggin' Microsoft did three, maybe four versions of the Xbox One. And maybe Sony's like, well, maybe now they have something that can maybe compete with us. We have to get better. And in my opinion, the PS4... Like, the regular PS4 is still better than this 1X crap. Like, I just don't understand it, and it's it's depressing. And I just really hope that PS4, like, the PS5 doesn't get revealed at, like, E3 next year or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It's too soon. Um, but, yeah, with Demon's Souls, though, it, it's perfectly playable offline. To be honest, the online was never that big a portion of it, for me, at least. Yeah, that's I, a fair I, point. Um, and it never worked as... It was never as populated as it was with the other Souls games. So, like, trying to get a summon or an invasion was very, very rare. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't think it's the end of the world. It is a shame in some hmm. extent, but to be honest, I played offline a lot of it, so I could play with the tenancy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair point, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's part and yeah. parcel of the the business i mean ea have been doing it for ages they sh- if they can shut down a server ea will do it they do it so quickly but you know so typically the one the demon souls one's been out for a lot longer than than is the norm so you know in a way people have been lucky yeah. unfortunately of course for such a small release did they get voted like the worst company in the world or something like yeah years for back? years running yeah <laughs> they are they're a yeah. terrible company but <laughs> You know, well, the people up the top, I should say, they're terrible people. I mean, the people coding well, it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Even them, they're not necessarily trying to be evil people. They're trying to make money for yeah. the shareholders. Exactly. So yeah. there is, there's two sides to every coin. Um, but again, I think it is greedy tactics and I don't like it. But anyway, no. we talked yeah. about that too much last time. Yeah, time. I was going <laughs> to say, we've been on that, on that train. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's, let's um, talk about what we've been playing. Things. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about what we've been playing. 
So um, starting with you, John, um, you got to be happy for this one. Um, <laughs> so what you, what was, what's like, the first game? <laughs> I remember me and, have, me and you have discussed this uh, a few times, like my penchant for fighting games. Oh, yes. big surprise, guys. 99 Dexterity is on a podcast. I'm talking fighting games. Yeah. Big stuff. <laughs> Revolutionary stuff. You don't want to let uh, people down, John. <laughs> people expect. <laughs> yeah. People expect, and I deliver on brand. Absolutely. But, uh... <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z has come mm. out since the last time I was on this podcast, yep. and uh, I I went with a friend, picked it up day of, like release day. Me and him went back to my place, and we played it for about nine, maybe ten hours, and just oh, played it. Good lad. So, uh, yeah, we we tried out the entire cast. We figured out who we liked. Well, I guess before I dig into it, I don't know how much detail you've gone into this, like on this podcast with Vader, but uh. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, it's very Marvel versus Capcom. It's a 3v3 kind of fighter. Uh, mm-hmm. No rounds. It's just three on three. And when the, like when one team has no people left, the fight's over. There's no round two or anything like that, mm-hmm. which really changes a lot of the way base mechanics work in a fighting game. Because ideally, you would like you build a meter for your specials, and then you would save them for the next round. Here, there is no round. This is essentially a like a six-round fight. That is just yeah, it's all live one person and quick. versus yeah. one person a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, I I enjoyed the game. I genuinely enjoyed the game. It was great. It was fun. It gave me a lot of nostalgia for Dragon Ball Z. I don't watch Super, so some of these characters were just things I had heard about. But uh, as I dug into the game on a more technical level, and, like a bit of it started to come undone for me. Like, there were a lot yeah, of things that annoyed me report. and frustrated me a bit. Uh, for instance, there is, a, there is a mechanic where you can use one bar of meter and you press medium and heavy at the same time, and you will teleport behind the opponent. Yes. Yeah. Which is good. It's called a vanish attack. The problem is that that vanish attack is safe on block. So if they do something and then try to, like, attack you and you block it, they're still at advantage. You cannot get out another attack to punish that until, like, it won't work. Because if you try to attack them, they're still on advantage. Like, they'll hit you first. Which I've seen defended by the fact that down heavy, like, pushing the stick or D-pad or whatever your implement of choice is down and pressing the heavy button will beat the vanish attack, but you have to know it's coming. In my opinion, vanish is far too strong but i'm not going to get hung up on that it's it's a perfectly good game it's a very it's a very easy game for people to get into which is nice to see from arxis because they are also the company behind guilty gear uh persona blaze blue which i mean especially guilty uh, especially guilty gear are very difficult to get into they're very difficult to break through the ceiling of because of high technical skill that you need uh i think it was smart they did that though uh, oh because, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge market of Dragon Ball, yeah, Dragon Ball people who aren't fighting gay people. So it's clever they did that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that there's finally a traditional Dragon Ball Z fighting game, because we haven't had one of those since Budokai Two on the PS2, like however many years ago that was. Uh, they dug yeah. off into like arena fighters where you could just fly around the map forever and infuriate your opponent to the point of him letting you win. But, uh, yeah, and Dragon what, I, what Z, I like about uh, 
it's easy to do special moves. I really like that. Oh yeah, well that's what you were talking about with button bashing, and especially that's how that's how Odin beat you. (laughs) I saw that video. (laughs) He's got even he's got even better at it. Like I talked about it briefly in last episode, but I think maybe not. But yeah, like he just. I don't know what's going on, but then I've sat down and actually learnt. Um, I've kind of went through the tutorials and learnt more about counters and recovery. And that's yeah. why he was just acing me, because he was recovering from things, because he was pushing the buttons so quick that he was recovering from any hit I did. Um, yeah, yeah. And so he was... And so I've now learnt, and I had a friend come over, and he thrashed me his first, first go at it. And I was like, man, this is embarrassing. I've already played this for a few hours. <laughs> But then he came back a week later, and I destroyed him because I had gone through the tutorials and learnt more. So I could, yeah, that's I was right. More that's a friend of Charles get wrecked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Learn. But uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, I've gone and it. Sorry, go ahead before I go off on my tangent. Yeah, I was just saying I've I've kind of gone. I've loved it, then I've got angry at it, and I've come come back and really like how it feels. But again, I'm not as a deep and. T- of a fighter tactician as you are. So yeah, I'm all in there for well, the visuals. Uh, people think I'm some kind of fighting game guru. I'm still pretty new at this. I only got into fighting games on a deep technical level, maybe last year when I picked up Guilty Gear. But uh, I, I dove head first. Like once yeah, I got you, Guilty yeah, Gear, still... I was like, I got I to gotta get good at this. Yeah. And uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, much like you said, like I got it. Like I still don't own the game. I have a friend's copy. Uh, his PS4 currently isn't working, so I'm just housing the copy. And uh, I got (laughs) it, loved it, dug into it a bit, really started to find things I disliked. But that's mainly due to the person I play against, who is the same person I played Guilty Gear with. He just Mm -hmm. found the perfect team. He plays Vegeta, well, he plays Piccolo, Vegeta, and Android 16. And I just don't know how to wrap my head around how to beat that team because it it works too well together. I mean, not too well. It works perfectly well. But Android 16 is a relative, like, he's on the border of broken because he's very strong. He has easy supers to combo into. He has armor on a lot of his moves. He has command grabs that go half the screen away that have armor on them so you can't punch him to make him stop. Uh, He's just very strong. Piccolo, very strong character. Vegeta has a very good assist where he just rains attacks down on you. And uh, that Vegeta assist is the real centerpiece of a lot of people's teams with this game. I mean, not too often now because a pro player said he's bad, so now everyone thinks he's bad. Uh, but he, would, he jumps <laughs> in the air and rains down a bunch of like energy blasts at you, and it pops yep. you up. And that can, cu- that can continue a combo. So you mm-hmm. can have combos that last. Going into this, the game apparently didn't allow combos that were longer than 10 seconds. That's a lie. I have been victim of combos that go on a bit longer than 10 seconds. Yeah, but, uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a minor gripe. Yeah, people are going to get good at these games one way or another, and I guess I should applaud them for getting good at it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've, attended, like, I've attended two Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments. Uh, the first one, I didn't do too great. I lost pretty early. My, like, my team wasn't fully well-rounded. I tried playing Captain Ginyu who in his right is a very good character. I just, oh, I, hate I that didn't guy. really understand him. But 
Well, mostly because Odin chooses him, and he button bashes, and his his attacks are all bringing in other Ginyu Force people, and I can't tell who I'm supposed well, to be hitting. And so, well, then he's not. <laughs> like, I get real good. If he's summoning huh? the Ginyu Force, he's not button mashing because the Ginyu Force you have to do like you have to press X for that, and X isn't mashable with Ginyu. X just summons. Oh, the he's force. doing something, he and there's just that. Ginyu Force dudes everywhere, and yeah, it's I find it really hard to defend against because there's attacks coming from front, back, and it's just oh, it's yeah. mental. And visually, uh, it's I'm a lot sure to take in because you got. Uh, I'm not sure if you've personally seen it, Matt, but uh, Captain <clears> Ginyu. I'm not sure if you watch Dragon Ball Z. I'm a bit of a novice when it comes to Dragon Ball. I'm still okay. trying to work out who people are well, still. That's right. <laughs> yep. Captain Ginyu, he's this big purple dude, and he has a team of four other guys called the Ginyu Force, which are like his lackeys. Mm-hmm. And in the game, he can summon them using uh, X and quarter circle forward X in the air. And each person does a different thing, and it cycles between Guldo, who can stop time, like he stops you in your tracks, and it's an unblockable. No, you can block it. Never mind. That's a lie. Or he could throw like a spear. Raccoon can shoot a giant laser beam or some big delayed attack, which is real funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birder, who can fly around the screen like above you. So if your opponent tries to jump in, he gets hit by Birder. So it forces your opponent to stay on the ground, which causes a lot of tricky Okazemi situations. And for those of you who don't know, Okazemi means like an attack you do on wake up. So yeah, you knock the yeah. opponent down. Okazemi is centered around what you do on that knockdown. And I guess I'll get to this more in Guilty Gear because it's more of a thing there. But again, uh, you can also summon Birder and another character, Jace, who will combine and form this purple rain attack, which tracks the opponent and will keep them pinned down in one spot for a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah. Well, Odin manages to do a lot of that, and I just I can't tell what's going on because there's like four different people on the screen at once, and it's hard to cover the distance. He's also good with hit. I found hit really hard to defend against because he warps, and I just found I couldn't get close enough to him, but he was always far enough away from me, and then he but he could cover the distance with a blink of an eye, and that's the whole character in the yep. cartoon as well. But it yeah, was hard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, another fun little gimmick that Ginyu can do is he can swap bodies with you. Uh, he can, oh, can you do that in the game? Meter. No, he can. He can definitely oh, do that, that in the game. I don't know that. Uh, if you do quarter circle back and R2, you take three yeah, bars yeah, of so meter. Super... It's, it's impossible to combo into unless they've been hit by that time stop attack I mentioned. Yeah. But you can get them if you punish an attack that has a lot of recovery or if they just don't think you'll hit them. You can do quarter circle back and right trigger, and Ginyu will throw out a little seed, and if it hits the opponent, I'm pretty sure it's unblockable. Maybe it's not. I've never really tried it, and the one time I have tried it, I hit it. And you will swap bodies and health bars with your opponent. Oh, that's cool. The caveat and the big problem here is that the person you swap the bodies with is now Captain Ginyu without access to the Ginyu Force or the body swap super. So he is Captain Ginyu with one move. And that's Holy crap. awful. That's huge. That's very difficult. Yeah, that's like but, almost uh, an instant win for that round. Yeah, pretty much. But well, I've messed around with a lot of the cast, and I settled into Kid Buu, Adult Gohan, or TN. That middle slot is 
it's usually TN because he has a good assist and Gotenks as my final guy. And I, I adore that team. There's, I, I don't know how much synergy there is in that team, but I enjoy how they all play individually and yeah. I enjoy how they work as a team. Yeah, it's cool. It's just, it's really um, I good. find Gotenks too. I don't like the double voice. I always find that annoying with the two kids talking. Oh, uh, dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> the sound of two voices just sounds irritating. It sounds a little grating. I just don't like it. Uh, um, but they're a very fast, uh, fun character, though. Gotenks is the combination of two characters from Dragon Ball Z who fuse together. So mm. whenever he talks, it's both of their voices at the same time. And it's yeah, just like a weird reverb effect. <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah. It's not irritating at all, especially when he says that he's the Grim Reaper of Justice. <laughs> well, that redeems him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Do you feel the game is uh, best way of putting it? Is is it stronger as a Dragon Ball fan game or stronger as an actual fighting game? Ooh, well, it definitely appeals to Dragon Ball fans because of the roster, the music. Well, I don't know if the music's from Dragon Ball, but the music's really good because it's by yeah, Arc. That's why I'm there. Uh, <laughs> Daisuke Iwishitari makes an awesome soundtrack. He's done it for all of Arxis's games. But uh, there's moments from the anime that are put into the game called dramatic finishes. So a very famous one is when uh, Nappa kills Yamcha. Pretty early on in the show, he explodes him with a Cyberman, who's like a little green alien. Right. And if you're Nappa versus Yamcha on the Rocky Field stage, and you, you do certain things that have to happen, but you win with uh, a standing circle, like you just press circle and that's your last attack, mm. uh, Nappa will blow up Yamcha in a nice little cinematic moment with a Cyberman, ripped right, straight out cool. of the show. That's cool, yep. And yeah, you can yeah. reverse it, and make it not canon by having Yamcha beat Nappa, and Nappa tries to throw the Cybermen at Yamcha, and Yamcha Kamehameha's it back at Nappa and blows him up instead, which I'm a big fan of because I like Yamcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Oh, unprofessional Vader didn't mute his cell phone. Yeah, so... <laughs> that sounds like a landline. <laughs> yeah, it's a landline. I, we never. It's. It's only because my parents um, live with me, and I only got the landline for them. Um, and Is that what landlines like in New Zealand month. sound like? Uh, that's what it's they just a... Yeah. Yeah, that's what they sound like over That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They just sound like telephones here. It's just like, I, I don't know how to make a telephone sound, but I'm sure you can find you can give it a try, audio of it or something. No, no, stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about fighting. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> but Dragon Ball Z, I, do, I wouldn't say it's a $60 value. If you're okay. not very deep into fighting games and you don't intend on playing it in a tournament setting or online, I wouldn't say purchase it for $60. I would say wait mm. until the DLC comes out, which has been announced as Broly and Bardock. Bardock yep. being Goku's father and Broly being this massive, big, brick shithouse of a guy. Uh, who, Vader, do you know Broly's backstory? Uh, it's been a long time. Because um, it's it's laughably bad. Yeah, I Pretty can't much, remember. Uh, he's a villain from one of the Dragon Ball movies. And yeah. him and Goku, or Kakarot as his Saiyan name is, they were born in the same hospital. Except Goku would never stop crying. So Broly could never sleep. And the insomnia drove Broly crazy. And now he hates Goku because he's crazy. Because he couldn't sleep when he was a baby. Sounds about right. 
That's <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, see, for me, it's worth it because I, I'm just a huge fan. Like, it never gets old doing a Super Kamehameha and, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Super Saiyan uh, 3. Who do, you, who do you play? I imagine you play three Gokus, given that you're a fanboy, <laughs> like Brian Wade. Um, I love my Goku. Um, no, I, I will mix it up, and I have played a few. Some of the characters I just can't. I, I just had a real hard time. I tried Hit because I think he's a cool character, but I just couldn't. Oh, Hit's, seem he's to... definitely very technical. I couldn't get it how it worked. I just didn't understand it. Um, uh, have you I like tried Vegeta. Gohan? Um, yeah, never really got into Gohan. Um, I find a lot. Has... I, to be honest, a lot of the characters are very similar. Um, yep. Yamcha, I found too... and that's why I'm hoping that a lot of characters aren't cookie cutter coming in, like all the DLC guys. I'm hoping they're not just traditional different. Saiyan types or traditional Z fighter types. Yeah, but that's that's what I I, I almost as I say, like I love my Goku, so I don't care that he's a, it's a simple fight. I do like it. There's <laughs> quite a difference between the three. Like they could have easily just done it as a skin, but I do like yeah yeah um, the Super Saiyan Blue um goku he 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 has instant transmission instead of a kamehameha and he also has a very cheeky move uh blue goku where in this game you can press square to just do a combo if you just keep hitting it it'll be a full combo and mm -hmm. it's it's okay but they're light attacks so the combo doesn't deal a lot of damage however like the, the third one. attack the th yeah the triangle one links into super or you could do like square, mm -hmm. square, triangle, 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 and you'll combo them into super. Mm -hmm. But Blue Goku, the third attack of his square combo is an overhead. So if you don't know about it, if you're crouching and blocking for the combo, the overhead attack will hit you anyway because you're crouch blocking. Uh, yep. So it, it makes Blue Goku, if you don't know about fighting him, it makes it rather difficult, especially since it's very easy to forget that he has an overhead. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I played with him for a little like bit. He's a very I like that they good character. Different. He has a nice command grab. The one that Odin Odin's favorite is Android eighteen. Um, oh, and yeah. I find she she's very good. She's a good she's a good fighter. Um, she has yeah, yeah she switches uh, height. She kicks low, and she, Odin catches me a few times with his combos. And uh, uh, does by switching he use seventeen a lot? Uh, yeah, he brings in the 17, and it, I think that's really cool. I love how some of the characters have other characters that fight with them, yeah. like 17 jumps in. He's not a playable uh, standalone character. For, for uh, reference, for those of you who don't know, Android 18 is a character in the, in the game, and she has a lot of her special moves call in a partner of hers, Android 17, who will come in and do various different things. He can shoot. Is it a brother? Yeah, that's right, because they're made by the yeah. same guy. Uh, well, they're actually humans um, who had been operated on and turned to androids. Yeah, and now Android 18 is a full human because that's the thing they did. No, they, they, Krillin wants to, this is getting into it. Krillin wished, wants to wish her to be human because he, he fell in love with this robot. And uh, um, Shinron's like, Shiri is human, I don't need to. Oh, okay. So, I was under the impression that he had and like made no. her from a cyborg into a person. No, they they're actually worth. They are fully human, so they have the important parts to make babies because <laughs> they have a kid. Going Krillin and, and Android eighteen has uh, have a kid, um, but like the rest of their body is is um, 
the android load of like all the arms and stuff was from they don't they haven't okay. really gone into it too much detail they don't really ever show it but the, they they're being tampered with so they're superhuman um but that's why one okay. of the abilities they're not as strong as goku but they have unlimited they have an unlimited pool of, of energy so they can keep firing and wear people down and that's the difference between like the yeah. normal human that's or that's not Saints. a thing in the game though no, they don't have no, like unlimited really. bars of meter or something. Uh, it would be interesting if they did, though. It... No, and no, it wouldn't. There's... It would be game breaking well, and not it, fun. If their supers did a lot less, like if their supers did a lot less, it would be interesting. But yes, you're yeah. right. It would probably ruin the game. I just thought it'd be interesting because it ties into the game. <laughs> oh yeah, story. You're, tra- you're trying to go end. for what the games used to do when it was just yeah. Dragon Ball Z fans enough for fighting game people. Uh, yeah, they've never been really very good for fighters. Yeah, I won't carry on too much longer about Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Fighters, as the developers have said it is. It's fighters. It's not Fighter Z. Uh, I called it. <laughs> I said that a while back. I said no. It's Dragon Ball Fighters. Yep, they have definitely come out. Arcus no, I didn't. Come out. It was Arxis or Bandai Namco. It was whichever one. They explicitly said that it is Fighters, not Fighter Z. No, I got myself twisted. I reckon it should be Fighter Z. Sorry, damn it. I got oh. myself twisted. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> I think it should be Fighter Z. Just like because it's the Z Fighters. Two- Vader set himself up for an unblockable. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what an but, idiot. Uh, um, it's a very good yeah, game. I- and the best part is that it has appealed to people who aren't atypical fighting game people. Mm, like people yeah, in Discord have mentioned like wanting to buy the game. I won't mention names Me. or anything. But you bought the game. Yeah, well, because I want it. It basically appealed to me and I'm not a fighter game person. That's what I mean. So it's, it, it worked. Oh, okay. Oh, so you didn't buy the game. You won it in like a contest or something? No, no, no. I bought it because I wanted it because it's Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. I thought you won it because you have a knack for winning things, as we all know. <laughs> no, I didn't win this one. I came with my but, PS4 uh, bundle. Yeah, so should I go on to my next fighting game, or are you guys doing your first ones? I forget how this works. Depends if you want to we'll break from talking, John. <laughs> yeah, when poor Matt has no idea what we're on about. Maybe no, it's, it, no, it's, no, it's yeah. interesting listening to it, because I... I almost bought this because I'm like, you know, I, I like my fighting games, whereas I'm a bit of a the Dragon Ball, but I almost bought it because I, because of that two reasons. I wanted to get it because, A, it's a fighter like Guilty Gear, which I enjoy playing, but also... Um, oh, I'm getting to it, that. Yeah, I know, it's coming. Um, but also, it, I was hoping it would be a way for me to learn Dragon Ball as well at the same time. Um, I almost bought it. It was only because Monster Hunter World came out at the same time. That same took day. priority. Yeah, same day. So that took priority, unfortunately. Yeah, I got it. Also, um, I got everything in a big bundle. Uh, are, I got are you ever going to do that YouTube channel that we discussed? Uh, yeah, when I get time. I've not. I've. Um, I've not. Okay. Forgo- forgotten about it. I mean, what John's talking about is well ago. I sort of said that I was going to do a YouTube channel of me getting back into fighting games and sort of teaching my way to getting good at them again. Cause I used to be really into fighting games when I was younger. Um, and I've, <laughs> it's funny cause I've got pretty much every recent fighting game that's come out. I've got Tekken seven. I've got injustice two. I've got, um, I've got the latest street fighter, you know, the arcade edition that's recently come out. Yeah, but I've got, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, oh, you <laughs> I'm not... Street Fighter have apology edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. Um, 
and you know, and all the recent ones and the latest Guilty Gears as well. But um, I'm, this is only only real fighting game. I've not really got at the moment. Um, I've even, like I said, invested in a in a proper hoary, um fight stick as well. Um, the problem is, it's, it's like everything. It's just down to time. I just don't get you know with everything commitments. I just haven't oh, had the yeah. time to invest in it. So especially if you haven't used a traditional arcade fight stick, mm. you can definitely take time to get used to. Absolutely, yeah. It took me a while to hunt, track it down. I, I, I was, I lucked out that I managed a second-hand one, but that has barely been used. It's, I've got, like I said, it's the Tekken Seven PS4 one, um, which is really nice actually, and it's one that you can customize as well if I choose to. Um, so yeah, at some point I will get back into this, and I'm, I think with Dragon Ball Fighter Fighters Fighter Z, whatever we want to call it, was it fight? It was Fighters, isn't it? Um, Fighter Z, stuff to develop. Look, like, look, look, you're about. being competitive again. Um, <laughs> That I will get it. I suppose I'm going to wait for, you know, I'll probably wait for the complete edition or whatever that ends up being. I think I'll probably wait for it to yeah, uh, either come down in price or get there are There are, I think, eight DLC people rumored for season one, and they are supposedly all due out by July. Mm. Which, that's mad. I mean, that's, that's a really quick turnout. Well, yeah, because you know, it's, yeah, this game hasn't been out that long. Um yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it, no. It, it's only it been out great. since about mid-February, I think. Yeah, so less than a month. So yeah, no, I think it looks really good. I must admit, it does look a really cool game, and it's one that I want to actually tell. I think the last game I did buy, last sorry, last fighting game I bought was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate, um, which I played for about ten minutes, and then I thought I really don't like this. <laughs> it's oh, really. Uh, Moment of silence for uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which is officially dead. I can imagine. It's not being brought. It's not being brought to this year's Evo. Yep. Yeah, I heard that. That was the big one. That Mar- that Marvel will not be at Evo because mm-hmm. it has been at Evo pretty much every year since Marvel vs. Capcom's inception. Yes, it has. Or yeah. Since Evo's inception, which I think came second. But uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite will not be main stage at Evo. It may be a side tournament. I could. Like, I could be missing that, but it will not be one of the eight games that are at Evo. Mm. And that's, that's a very big thing. And yeah, they probably the funny is the day that Dragon Ball Fighters came out, there were a lot of people tweeting around pictures of the Steam players for, Dragon, for uh, Marvel's Capcom Infinite that day. And there were several points where it was zero. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was playing yeah. it. Yeah, I can believe that. It, it, what, what I tried of it, I really didn't. I, I loved the old... Cap, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom games. This one was just oh yeah, awful. It's uh, real I shame. had a copy of Marvel Two that I had when I was younger, and eventually I got the idea to trade it in because I wasn't playing it, and I was I was young, and I was wondering what it would go for. And the person at GameStop literally told me, "You're going to be very sad because <laughs> oh, I was imagine. young and did not take I didn't take care of my games very well since I was young." And it was too like it was too damaged for them to take. But he said if they had been in good enough condition for them to take, they were going to give me like three hundred dollars for it. Wow. But sadly, okay. I was young and dumb. Live and learn. Also, Vader has dropped pictures of Captain Ginyu and the Ginyu Force in the Discord. I don't know if you saw yes. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, yeah. They're kind but, of like uh, a parody on like the Power Rangers or like the um, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
Carmen Ride, Garmin Rider, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the the Japanese. But, uh, thing they have this they very. Uh, one last thing before I jump off to a uh, my guilty gear section, which will not be as long as this. Thankfully, <laughs> or else I'm just going to run this podcast. I'll drive this podcast car right to Evo. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, it will jump off at some time, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, Ginyu's intro in Dragon Ball Fighters, him and the Ginyu Force do like this ludicrous dance that they're very famous for in the show and the manga, where yeah. I'm not going to try to do it, but like they each announce their names and whatever. It's this big elaborate scheme. And then like there's like colored smoke that goes off behind all of them. And in the game, they're like 10 feet away from the rest of their part, like their other two partners, and their partners are just standing there like, uh, don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I do like the intros. I like how dynamic they oh, are yeah. and they change depending on who you have. And if you've yep. got a team that are friendly in, in the actual series, they're kind of a bit more, yeah. And you can also get dramatic openings where if yeah. you're Goku and you're fighting Cell, but you know, if, oh, you're, yeah, fighting, good one. if you're Goku fighting Frieza and you don't have Krillin on your team, I'm pretty sure if you don't have Krillin, Frieza's like the opening cinematic when they come out will be Frieza killing Krillin, and that's what makes Goku go Super Saiyan. Oh yes, are, I have seen that. Now I think about it. Yep, it's same it with Cell, Gohan, and sixteen. If you're Team Gohan fighting Cell, and they're the they're the first characters of each team, and you don't have sixteen, uh, the opening cinematic will be Cell crushing Android 16's head, and then Gohan goes Super Saiyan too. There are just little yes, things cool. like that. Yeah, definitely, it really, it's really well thought out. Uh, it's definitely one of the bonuses of the game. Like the game has a lot of charm, and that's mm-hmm. definitely a big bonus. For sure. But I will leave Arxis's newest game. I'll leave that for now. Well, probably for the time being, because I went on far too long about that, and I apologize, gentlemen, because we have things to get to. It's but right. It's, it's, it's good. The passion, passion's good. It's you know. Oh, we're talking about yeah. passion. Uh, Guilty Gear XRD Revelator 2. Uh, I went back to it re- very recently, like over the last week after being in Dragon Ball since release. And uh, going mm-hmm. back to it, I traditionally play a character known as Venom, who I talked about in my previous yes. appearance on this podcast, who can summon pool balls on the screen. And he has a very high technical level. like He's very difficult to play. And in my time with Dragon Ball, I had lost all of that. So I figured it was time to learn somebody new. So I attached myself to a character known as Dizzy. And she is this, she's beautiful. She's an awesome character. And she's very unique design-wise where she has two wings. Like she has a set of wings. And one wing is a Grim Reaper. And and the other wing is an angel. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah. In the match, it doesn't look like that because that would take a ludicrous amount to operate that 3d model so it's just mm-hmm. a black wing and a white wing but uh she's traditionally like a zoner like she can summon several projectiles uh weird fish projectiles ice spikes fire spikes fire like fire projectiles ice projectiles and uh i clicked with her immediately i adore this uh-huh. character i don't want to say i'm leaving venom in the dust because as my friend steve uh, at Lusty Scripts on Twitter will tell you, I say this all the time, that I'm going to leave Venom and never go back to him. But uh, he's definitely going on the back burner. <laughs> because 
especially with how unaccustomed to venom my hands are, Dizzy is he she definitely feels better and I perform better with her. That's good. But, uh, yeah. There are rumors uh yesterday was International Women's Day, so shout out to all you awesome ladies out there. You're all great. Absolutely. But uh agreed. Arxis did an, an International Women's Day tweet where they had all the characters from Blaze Blue, from Guilty Gear, and a nice little thing that my friend noted to me about an hour before we jumped on this call is that in their International Women's Day tweet, they included a character which hadn't been in Guilty Gear Exarch, like the newest edition, and her name is Abba. And she had some crazy mechanic where she would like ingest blood packets, very much like a vampire. Yep. And if she consumed three of them, she would become game-breaking for a limited amount of time. And that character was in uh, the picture for International Women's Day. So we're wondering maybe that character is now like subtly confirmed for Revelator 3. Maybe. Yeah, I impossible. Yeah. Cool. It could be. That'd be cool. But, uh, the caveat to ABBA is that she was very strong, but if you knocked her down, like there was a meter for Moraha mode, which is what that buffed mode was called. And if you ever knocked her down, she would lose a third of it in, in an instant which made her very easy to defeat because once Moraha mode ran out, she would stand still and in Guilty Gear, you can perform an instant kill, which will win the match for you. And in that cooldown after Moraha mode, she was vulnerable to an instant kill. So pretty much if you went Moraha, if you got knocked down three times, you lost the fight. And it's very easy to get knocked down. So a lot of people did not play ABBA. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm still very much into Guilty Gear. I like it a bit more than Dragon Ball, but there's Dragon Ball tournaments in my local town, and there's no Guilty Gear tournaments because people don't care enough to learn it, <laughs> which I get. Because it, it's a hard game. Like, I'll be the first to say it. It's a, it's a ball's-hard game. Uh, well, yeah, it's hard. It's, was, those games are hard for new people to get into because the people who are good at it are good yeah. at it already, and, yeah, it's a oh yeah, yeah catch twenty two. That's kind of why Guilty Gear was so difficult for me to get into, and I'm surprised I caught on with it because the person I was learning from, uh, my friend Steve, had played fighting games since he was a baby. Like he yep. he grew up in fighting games. I drifted away from them eventually after Street Fighter Two. He never did. He stayed with them. Yep. He's good at every fighting game you could put in front of him. He, even if he's never played it, give him three fights and he's gonna kick your ass. Uh, yeah. he's, he's well, at least you had a close he's... friend that you could work with that helps yep. so a lot of people who want to get into them. Oh yeah, but the problem is playing he online. doesn't play he doesn't play a wide variety of characters, especially in Dragon Ball. So at these tournaments, I'm getting exposed to characters that I've never fought. Uh, so I yeah. don't know how they play. Make him, but uh, I'm <laughs> just make him play characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Makes know. About That's what friends that. are for. <laughs> well, I got some breaking news hot off the presses of Discord. Yeah. Um Richard from We're Not Wizards has got a switch. Yeah. <laughs> hey. posted hey. out. Wait for him. Yeah. Oh, wish mine did. Actually, yeah, actually I've um I've told, I've uh, <laughs> wink wink. Um yeah, cuz I'm due a hopefully a bonus from work soon, so I've, you know, which obviously will go towards other things and I'm like 
I've, I've put a switch in the, uh, you know, I'll say, right, well, we need to put a bit towards something to do with the house. We need to put a bit more, you know, pay off the credit card. And I was like, and Nintendo Switch. And she's like, hang on, where did that come from in the list? <laughs> I was like, I want one. <laughs> it's the one no, thing no, I'm no. missing. What you should do instead of buying the Switch, get the Switch like later on in the year, get Dragon Ball. Oh, <laughs> but I want to switch more at the moment. <laughs> skip, skip both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely yeah, get both. both. Yeah, yeah. But discussing so, which one he has money, like which one he should get because of like monetary constraints, get both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's always the right answer. <laughs> Can't decide. Get both. <laughs> so but, uh, um, yeah, I was. Um, no, was... Here is still a very good game. You should definitely play it, Matt. It, it, yes, it, I, own, I do own it. I just need to play it more. I own both of them, or like the yep. recent. Versions, you got so. you to do the important one. You own mm. it. You got to you got to play it. Yes, and, uh, I will. One. Uh, the last game that I've been playing recently is uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which is a PS3 game that me and my friend Steve played when we were snowed in recently. And we only played okay. it for a few hours. We had played it, we played it like a few years back, but uh, we went mm-hmm. back to it. And it's very much, it plays a bit similar to, uh, it's like a combination of Dragon Ball and Guilty Gear. Because yep. it's made by the same people. It has Guilty Gear style for the most part. It is sprite-based, but it's barely sprites. Like, they were mm-hmm. definitely on the way to 3D models. Mm-hmm. But there's also auto-combos. However, auto-combos come with a price. If you auto-combo in that game to completion, you a bit of your health bar goes down. So you lose life. Oh, that's it a is, it's recoverable life, like it's blue health that'll come back over time, but it's still, it's health loss. So it encourages you to do other things. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys had played the Persona games or watched its, like, the inspiration behind it, which is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, hmm. where characters can have, like, a figure behind them or a persona or a stand that is a yes. personification of mm-hmm. themselves that they fight with. Uh, for instance, I play. I recently got attached to a character named Yukari, who fights with a bow and arrow, and like I really enjoy her because of like her moves. Like she can throw out bombs, which she can then shoot arrows at and have them explode. And uh, it works a bit like Dizzy in Guilty Gear, where Dizzy can make a bubble, and if she hits the bubble, it blows up. But uh, Yukari has a persona named Isis, who it's like this big, crazy-looking statue. And uh, I can't fully wrap my hand around why it's there, but it's a cool <laughs> thing. I never played Persona 3, so I don't know who Yukari is. Like, I played Persona yeah. 4, and like, I played the Persona 4 fighting game and Persona 5. That's, that's my entire experience with Persona. That's all I know. I don't know these characters. I don't know anything. I know I like them, and I know they're cool. But uh, I played yeah, Yukari. Yeah, it doesn't take 100 hours to finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it takes about 100 hours to get good. but uh aside from yukari i also recently became attached to a very unique character in that game named ken who has a dog that he fights with who is not his persona named uh koromaru i think and they each have personas so when you're ken you essentially are fighting with two personas which makes him a very strong character but the caveat to that game is when you do certain moves, your persona will come out onto the battlefield and perform the move. If your persona is hit, you lose a card. And uh, for reference with Ken, he has two cards. If you lose, if both of those cards go away, you can't use your persona for a short amount of time. 
which typically okay. makes you very vulnerable. Like if you lose your persona card, you are going to get your opponent in your face and it's going to be very difficult to get him out of your face. Yeah. But uh, the so most of the damage of is persona, done. Yep. Definitely most of, the most of it's done, done through personas. persona moves. Yep. Okay. Yep. And especially if your persona needs, like, is involved in your super, if you lose your persona cards, you cannot form your, you can't perform supers, which yep. is a rough deal. Like, that's, it's going to hurt. It's down to ch chip damage. Yeah. Yep. Also, that's a funny thing you mentioned fight. chip damage. In Dragon Ball Fighters, chip damage can't kill you, which, for those of you who don't know, chip damage is damage you take while blocking. Yeah. Uh, chip damage can't kill you in Dragon Ball. That's kind of mm. good. You will get mm. down I, don't, to I think it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of it rewards you. Like, there's no penalty for being a turtle and just sitting there blocking a lot. Which mm. back your, to, your back power to my issues with this game. Up, I thought that's it doesn't go, cool. it doesn't go, up, doesn't go up, but if you're good enough, like, I play TN, and TN has a lot of moves that come with a cost. Like, when he does his tri-beam super, which is really cool, it takes 1,000 HP off of him. Which is about a tenth of his health. Oh. And so you have to be very used when you're TN to fighting in a disadvantageous position because mm -hmm. he has two tribeam supers and he also has a super where he will lose one of his special attacks by sacrificing Chiaotzu, who is like this little mime dude who will latch onto the opponent and explode. Yeah, but yeah. TN has a move where he can use Chiaotzu to like stop the opponent with telekinesis. If you do the Chiaotzu explosion move, you lose that move for the fight. Oh, that's interesting. You I don't, haven't, haven't played with him. I'm going to have to go play with that uh, character. So I, I, that stuff's really interesting. Hmm. Tien's brilliant. Uh, on top of the fact that he has that, he has a command grab. He has very fast normals where like he jabs out at you. Uh, he has like this crazy overhead. He has a volleyball attack. Like He's everything you could want in a character. And at the tournament that I was playing, I did the tri-beam and got him down to, like, minuscule HP. But because I did that, I didn't have to worry about anything because I figured he would die anyway. And I ended up taking my opponent to school because I just, I was very aggressive. I no longer cared about losing TN because in my, like, to me, he was already dead. He'd done his and job, I yeah. ended up beating him. <laughs> I ended up beating him with TN with, like, a pixel of HP. I had nice. other people, so I had a backup, but he just couldn't, he couldn't wrap his head around the offense that I could do with TN at that point. Yep. Because I was doing stuff I normally wouldn't do, because that's what crazy people do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's about all I've been playing able. recently. Uh, I noticed that you have Bloodborne on your list, Vader. I, in the time that, it, like, since I've been on the podcast, I platinumed the Bloodborne. I did oh, not nice do the DLC. Nice one. Some people say it's some people say I don't have the real platinum because I didn't do the DLC. They can shove it up their own ass. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I did the Dungeons. Fuck off. Yeah, they're so, annoying. The fun, but annoying. I enjoyed the Chalices. Like I really liked the Chalice Dungeons, even the later ones. Sure, some fights were a bit egregious, but the Defiled Chalice, I, I was a big fan of that. Like It was balls hard, but especially playing Guilty Gear, I'm like my fighting game sense, it helped a lot because it was adversity and I'm used to combating adversity playing Steve in Guilty Gear because and, and that, his characters typically kill me if 
his characters touch me. He plays a lot of heavy hitters. If they touch me, I'm, I'm mostly dead. Like he's yeah. going to combo me to three quarters of my HP. And in the Defiled Chalice, if they hit you, you're probably you dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was definitely well, a yeah, testament say, to patience. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I picked, I downloaded, I lent my copy of Bloodborne to a friend who should, needs to play it. Um, and so I downloaded it from the PSN um free games this month and i figured it's about time i played again and i'm bad at it it's been a long time <laughs> rusty yeah it's just never the whole way it moves oh and not a long time oh um, man i i've got a platinum when it first came out but i haven't played it for probably over a year if not more um okay well, yeah, I think I've clabbered on about fighting games for long enough. Uh, I believe the next one in the list is Vader, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was so just what have you been playing? Quickly. Um, well, Bloodborne. Um, but yeah, it was just fun to play last night and destroy the Cleric Beast and get back into it. I'm, it's it's like riding a bike. I'm a bit rusty, but yeah. I'm not picking up pretty quick. You just got to think about all problem the, life. these vile farming as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what I've found is the biggest thing is that a lot of the games I've been playing now have like X as the dodge, like a Neo X as the dodge and stuff. And so I keep pushing X and dying because <laughs> uh, it's not dodge. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, that's life. Um, but yeah, the main ones I've played that are new, uh, Moss, the VR game, mm. which is a very cute and very nice story. Uh, you get to play uh you're a reader uh, someone who's reading a book and is magically transported and observing the story of quill uh, a little mouse and <laughs> and she's very cute um you get to control her with the left analog stick and run around and attack things but then you're actually there as like a guardian spirit guide presence to help manipulate the environment to help her get through obstacles so it's like a a god view 3d platformer <laughs> so it's like a whole new thing um and it's really cool like you mm. get to like look around the environment there's this hidden objects these little scrolls and they'll sometimes they'll be hidden in plain sight and then other times they'll be like one time it's like directly below my chin so i had to look down to see it and then you like oh, okay i'll get cool to jump across there to pick up that item or other times they'll be hidden in a cave and you have to lean around and use that whole vr 3d space viewing to be able to find the things um it's a very it's a very endearing game it's yeah it looks like got very good reviews got very good reviews so far uh, one of the things i commented after playing the demo was how much i felt attached and guilty or responsible for the life of this little mouse <laughs> and more so than i would in any other character in in a like a 3d platformer usually it's and i think it's because of the setting i put it down mm. to the vr experience where you are watching literally watching over this mouse whereas usually in a game you there is a, even even ones that are immersive there is a disconnect still yeah whereas having that every extra level of and as we learned last week i'm i'm a heartless beast <laughs> yeah i was about to remind you of that <laughs> um but this yeah with i find it very um more attached and more responsible and more yeah um more guilty for for hurting this little mouse more so than i would another game maybe um uh, yeah i really like it cool really really like it it's it's a good step in the right direction for vr um and the other vr game 
is I picked up the same day. It's an old game on Rift and Vive, probably, uh, but it's new to reasonably new to PlayStation VR, and it's called VR: The Diner Duo, and it's along the lines of your um, surgeon simulator type scenario, where you're it's kind of you're just doing something called your job simulator kind of games where you're just doing mundane things but it's fun because it's in vr <laughs> the tw- the twist in this is the vr player is the chef and making burgers in a diner the non-vr player and this is where the what i like about the game and what makes it actually really really fun is there's that you play with a friend who's not in vr and watch playing on the screen and they are the waiter and so me and Odin had a, had it's actually a ton of fun. Like I've worked up a mean sweat making these burgers. <laughs> um, uh, Odin is running around and he's yelling out orders, and he's having to to serve the food, take, come get the food, and take it to the to the <laughs> to the it's actually robots. It's little robots. It's not people. And serve drinks as the difficulty increases. He has to serve drinks, and then you start getting like dessert that you can serve, which like changes the grumpy like stops a customer getting grumpy and turns them to being a happy customer <laughs> and he's just shouting out orders and i'm making burgers and it's a ton of fun i bet he enjoyed um, doing that to his dad <laughs> yeah dad more burgers well, i'm like he's yeah it, it's really good like it's 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 very very hard as it ramps up um there's a lot of different ingredients it starts getting harder and you get more types of burgers uh, that you can make uh yeah, so it's 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 really good. Um, I really like it. But yeah, nice. Um, if anyone's interested, there are videos of the the first chapter of Moss already up on our channel, and a little bit of the VR Dino Duo. If anyone wants to see me and Odin get into it and see me wiggle around, because the music's actually quite good. Like it's real, like easy to like bop your head to and and get into. And you can change. There's a cassette player, and you can change the mixtapes, which is kind of fun oh, that's awesome. in the VR yeah. space. Um, it's a bit glitchy and it's a bit janky but it wasn't expensive it was quite cheap Um, so I can kind of forgive it for the jankiness because but it is just silly fun and you've got to share that in a co-op because (laughs) VR is very isolating it's immersive but isolating whereas with this game it it changes that it kind of yeah it's immersive and cooperative at the same time which is kind of cool Awesome. That's a that's a really cool collection of games. You've been helping mice, flipping burgers, and uh, killing the cleric beast. That's a yep, that's good little mix. <laughs> cool. I'll. Uh, and well, I, cook, I cooked the cleric beast with some molotovs. Hey, kind of ties in. Good lad. <laughs> Surprisingly effective. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Not to it's go off fair. on like another tangent, and I'll keep this short. But uh, <laughs> the first time I ever played Bloodborne. <laughs> It, I'm confrontational. I go on tangents. It's what I do. Got to stay on brand. <laughs> we all do it. But uh, the first time I ever fought the cleric beast, uh, I like walked up to him and I shot a gun in his face. And he must have been in the middle of a like an animation or something, because two gunshots and I broke like the headpiece and put him down for a visceral. And my friend yep. Steve was behind me and he was watching and he went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Yeah, the head's a weak spot. If you weaken it, you can hit it with Molotovs as well. It does the yeah. same thing. Or oh, if he crouches over, I, you I can know that it. now, but I was surprised. Like, yeah, imagine my surprise never having fought him before, and I just I shot him twice yeah. out of panic at this big thing. And, uh, yeah. 
yeah i i broke his head last night when i was fighting <laughs> the cleric beast um but it bent its head over into like the the, the railing or the defense of the bridge and so oh. i couldn't get the visceral attack <laughs> frustrating uh, <laughs> all the fight would have been even easier mm. um yeah matt right. what have you been cool. playing yeah what have i been playing um well sort of going off last episode when uh we had special guest uh mark with us and obviously he was talking about hellblade i said don't spoil it for me. I'm about to play it. So, um, yeah, I've over the last couple of weeks, I've uh, I, I sort of smashed through it in about sort of three different evenings. Uh, I managed to platinum it. It's my first ever platinum. Um, oh, well done. Yeah, I thought, I thought I'd get on the uh, platinum club. So, yeah, I played Hellblade, and it was draining. It was a fantastic game, but very, very draining yeah. <laughs> emotionally. It's a very intense game. I mean... Fair play to Ninja Theory, isn't it? Uh, fair play to them oh, for for, sure. for what they've achieved. It is a, an amazing game. Um, I played it with a headset on as well, so I felt paranoid for <laughs> all eight to ten hours. All eight hours. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was really good. Really good. Graphically, it's really good. I think the combat is decent. I don't. You know, it's not amazing combat, but I think it definitely is good enough for the experience. Um, the enemies you fight, even though they get a tiny little bit repetitive, they're all really good. You know, they're all really well-designed enemies. Um, but just, just the way things are done is fantastic. You know, I just, it's one of those games that you just need to experience. Um, I wouldn't play it again, not because of of anything (laughs) bad about it. It's just, I, well, A, I've platinumed it, so I wouldn't really need to, but also I don't want (laughs) want to go through it again. Because like I said, it's such a, like I said, such an, uh, an intense and qu- quite a bleak game um, that you just, I just think it would just drive, <laughs> just literally just drive me down to the ground if I played it again. But I'm so glad I've played it and so glad I completed it. There's some fantastic levels in there, like that. Was it these, the, what the name of it? One of all the corpses in it, like Sea of Corpses or River of Corpses, whatever it's called. Looks straight out of a heavy metal cover. Um, fantastic um even the end boss which is sort of not a boss um is a great fight um i got stuck on the hound which is the penultimate boss for a a little while because it was just frustrating but uh but no it's just a fan and it just shows with a what's a a limited budget in gaming it really shows what they can achieve and i said for anyone that's not played it it's tending to go on sale now a bit in the... Uh, it's yes. on sale at the moment, I Is it? Oh, even better. Yeah. Um, I picked it up on whenever it was last on sale. It, I definitely uh, suggest you play it. It is a really, really good game. Um, oh, it's a must-play for any PlayStation owner. It's a must-play. Absolutely, definitely. Um, then... John, have uh, you played it? Oh, yeah. John, have you no, played it? No, no. Much like last episode when I had to admit to not playing near, well, outside of, like, half hour or so i haven't even put a finger on hellblade mm. nope. it's worth a go it's definitely worth it them. it's really really good it's like i said it's intense just men- mentally in uh, an intense game just just going through senua's sort of story and and the experience it's very but mm-hmm. you know you're used to bloodborne and souls and things like that so you know you'll be able to you're a big boy you'll be able to handle it <laughs> um but no it's it's like i said it's it's an experience and and that sort of leads on to the other game that i've met, sort of completed recently which is what remains of edith finch um that was on recommendation from josh um mm-hmm. and, I've, and obviously anyone else that's sort of said any good things about it in reviews and again it's not my usually my sort of game i'm not really 
walking simulator type of player. But um, saying that, I completed Tacoma earlier this year and I really enjoyed that. And that sort of gave me a bit of incentive to try this one. And again, on emotional level, it's a fantastic game. It's only about two hours, two and a half hours to complete. Um, For anyone that's not played it, it's basically, like I said, it's a walking simulator. You play uh, Edith Finch, who's a a girl in her late teens, teens who visits her well, a family home that's been left to her from her mother. And basically you're spending the game investigating the shut off bedrooms of, of members of her family. And you're basically discovering what happened to them, what they experienced. So you sort of, you, you're playing the game as her, but then you're going into these little worlds or, you know, you play as one of her family and, and experience it. And it's really well done. It's very quirky. There's some really weird bits in it. Um, and again, it's quite... Each room if I'm correct, is, is dramatically changes the art style, doesn't it? Like, yes, like like there's one... So it keeps I, things interesting. Exactly, and, that, and that's what's fantastic about it, is that, you know, there's one bedroom or one character you play where you play as a com- in a comic strip, um, mm. and, you know, in a, in a first-person mode, and it's all shells um, cell-shaded graphics. Um, and then one is where you play as a baby in the bath, and you, it's just, you're literally playing as the, like, the whale and the you know, in the, the little frog that's jumping around in the ducks. It's just, it's, it's, it seems crazy when you're describing it to someone, but it's such it a, <laughs> but it's such a great game to, to play. And again, pick it up on sale like I did. Again, it's only a couple of hours, but it's, again, it's just so, so worth the experience and so worth the payoff at the end, you know, when you discover, you know, the base of the full backstory of her family. So, um, yeah, really well done game. Um, and then lastly, which I've been playing, uh, South Park, Stick of Truth. Um, I picked up the latest game and obviously the good thing is that it comes with the a code for the HD version of the first oh, one. Yes. I mean, I was a massive South Park fan when I was younger, you know, I was, I got to the point where I could, you know, you could say, tell me a line and I'll tell you which episode it was. And then I just stopped watching it. Just no particular reason. I just, um, sort of lost track of South Park. And so, um, and then when I saw the games, I thought, oh, I don't think it's going to be a bit of one of You know, they're just using the license, but it's actually a very good game. Uh, it's very easy in, 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 compared to other games, but it, like I said, if you've got any sort of knowledge of South Park, you'll love it. So I'm trying to power through this one so then I can move on to the um, Fractured But Whole. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically what I've been playing. Um and I think it's time we move on to the final bit, which is going to be the question that we pose to everyone on Twitter. So, yep, I was good, and I put names next to. Oh, see, see, read professional. So on yeah, the Twitter, because I was really wondering about that, and then I went to look <laughs> at the notes, and I was wondering why all of our names were next to them, and I was like, "The hell is that about?" Yeah, see, uh, see. Uh, this is talking. a bit of a milestone. I've never read feedback on a podcast before. This is well, my first you go. See, it's a, it's a episode of firsts. It's my first dark yeah, insight, yeah. and uh, see, you know, we're all coming. It's all coming out now. So yeah, so basically on Twitter we asked the question, and it's all Bloodborne. So uh, if you had to compare yourself to a trick weapon from Bloodborne, which one would it be, and why? A bit random, uh, but. We got some interesting feedback. So um, I'll start with the first one. So this is Soul of the Law Hunter remastered at the Law Hunter. And the answer was the Beast Cutter, because I'm regrettably inelegant, but also the Whirligig Saw, because I can destroy both beasts and pizzas. 
<laughs> that is a great very answer. relatable Sean. i was very about to say that i said i can i can definitely almost at the same time <laughs> destroying beasts whilst eating a pizza at the same time <laughs> many a friday night <laughs> i become a beast while i destroy pizza exactly <laughs> yes i like that yeah <laughs> awesome answer um how about you vader what's do you want to do the next one Yep. I was just going to say, this question's quite good because we can, it's almost one of those psychological questions you'd get mm. asked at a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what made me think of it. I just, I just, it just, I thought, let's ask something really bizarre. And it was one of those questions where I, when I put it out, I thought this could go really wrong where people are like, uh, what's that about? Yeah, like, I don't get <laughs> or, it. Yeah, but we, it was good. We got some really good responses. We did. Um, so we're just diving into the, the psyche of our, of our, absolutely. Of our <laughs> Uh, Mystic Referee at Mystic Referee 86. Fists, the weapon I was born with when I entered this nightmare. <laughs> yes. Like that one. Excellent. Hey, you were also you were also born with feet. They're just not in the game. But yeah, unfortunately. Kick. You just can't kick with them. Yeah. You, you, kick, you kick ass, but not literally. I Speaking of that, last night I, I beat you know, that first werewolf you fight, or that you can fight or die to, or run with a fist, yeah. When you got, yeah, I, I killed it. Oh, with nice. Fists. And what I worked out is that if you push the L, the L2 button, which usually is your gun, hmm. you do like a yoga flame. Or a Kamehameha, you do like a two hand yeah, push. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like Nina from Tekken. like a little palm thrust. Oh, it's I didn't not know that. good, but oh. it gets the job done. Yeah. Oh, it just sort of was fun. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> Nina from Tekken. <laughs> slam attack. That's awesome. Uh, anyway. All right. John, next one. All right. Our next bit of feedback comes from Patches thirty five point five or at underscore pat or at the underscore patches on Twitter. Threaded cane, I have the appearance of class, but I'm mainly defined by my awkward range and average scaling. <laughs> Good on you, Patches, because the threaded cane is great. Threaded cane is brilliant. I love that. Awkward range and average scaling. I love that. How would you describe yourself? I have average scaling. (laughs) That's awesome. Brilliant. Uh, Right, next one is uh, Petrified Wing at Petrified Wing. Um, And he said, Ligarius's wheel. I can do stuff but I'm not made for just as well. <laughs> um, yeah. He goes, yeah, I can do stuff. I'm not made for it just as well. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. So it's so. a wheel, not meant for hitting, but it yeah, works. It works. Yeah. So yeah. No, there I'm we go. Sure just, that wheel was made for hitting. You've seen what Alfred does with that wheel. Yeah. Maybe you absolutely. Have, I'm not sure, but some stuff happens with that wheel and it looks like it's pretty made for hitting. Yeah. Made for making it's jam. Like yeah. Especially since the, that's disgusting. Well. <laughs> that's disgusting. I don't approve of that. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just saying, saying how it is. Um, but uh, <laughs> the Ligarius wheel, it's even it's even mentioned that the wheel is haunted by like mm. the ghost that you can release out of it. So I'm pretty sure that wheel was made for smashing. <laughs> that sounds like a song. It's like it's a sequel to These Boots Are Made For Walking. Yeah, that's this what I was thinking. Made for smashing. <laughs> These wheels are made for smashing. Uh, Richard, when you get around to listening to this, we want you to sing a version of <laughs> This Wheel's Made for Smashing. Uh, oh, and next we've got My Sinclair at My Sinclair. Uh, Chicago. I cut swift and deep, give an unfair advantage fighting other hunters. 
but if you hold me tight, you'll bleed. <laughs> That's an omission. <laughs> Might have an um, And I really, Jeremy responded in saying, all right, my, you're goth. We get it. <laughs> face. Oh, Brilliant. My is the edgiest edgelord ever. That's great. <laughs> On top of the fact, shout out, shout out to my, because the Chicago is my favorite weapon in Bloodborne. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I'm trying to decide what I want to go with because in my first build, I stuck with the Three of Cane through and through, and then I did a. I don't YouTube recommend it, the Chicago because in order yeah, to get enough. it early enough to really make a build out of it, you have to beat Martyr Lagarius really early, and that without help is quite the task. Yeah, yeah. It's and then hard is an understatement. Yeah. I'm not sure. I just can't decide what I want to use because, yeah, as I say, like the first time was through the cane, and then I did a second playthrough with the axe, and I've started with a saw blade this time, the beast cutter. Yeah, whatever it's called. Well, for the love I've of never, God, Vader, change I've, your weapon. I've never used. I've no. You stick what you get, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stick it out. I don't, I don't know about that. Bloodborne stick. only has so many weapons. You got to get what you can get. Well, exactly. So that's what I'm trying to decide. I've just started with a different starting weapon this time, and I'll, yeah, I probably will go to something else when I find something else, but I just haven't decided yet. So any suggestions? Oh. Uh, what you mentioned earlier has just been confirmed for me anyway by another Discord message from uh, Caitlin at The Greatest Kate on Twitter saying that, like, confirming that we get Praise the Sun from the beginning if you get the Amiibo. So there we go. Yep. There we go. Yep. Yeah. You, had it. Right, you got Dr. Faust. Yep. All right, uh, Doctor Faust at Doctor Faust is dead. Threaded cane again. I'm I'm catching a theme here. Uh, <laughs> tricky can overreach. Hidden talents can switch from ex- uh, exuding class and refinement to rending flesh in the blink of an eye. Uh, that's terrifying, <laughs> Leonard. I'm sorry, that last one. Somebody about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I like Doctor Faust. He's a good dude. Nice one, Leonard. Nice one. Right, next is our boy Josh, uh, still in a dream snake eater at the morbidest of all beards. Uh, Saw cleaver, because I saw a cleaver the other day and it made me really want a steak. (laughs) Also, because I'm rough around the edges, just uh, just like the look of the weapon, but I can fire out witty comments very quickly. Which, as we all know, makes it a great weapon because the DPS on that bad boy is sweet. (laughs) That is awesome. There we go. Good man, Josh. Absolutely. And I have a friend of the show, Visceral Queen, or some say Cosm. Go on, have a go. Rita Palash. Rita Palash. Rita, right? I don't know. Rita Palash. Yeah. Rita Palash, yeah. I think I did all right. Yeah. Smooth, elegant, stylish, bangs. <laughs> uh, these are the, these are like, these would be brilliant if this was like a speed dating thing. <laughs> this is everything you need to know about Caitlin. Like, well, first off, she is our Lord and Savior in the, uh, the year of our Lord, 2018. But uh, she smooth, elegant, stylish with bangs. Like, that's all you yeah. got to know. That's, yeah, that's everything. Exactly. That's everything on the front yeah. page. That's it. No faff. Just cut to the chase. I like it. I like it. 
Um, and uh, previous guest of the show, uh, was, is friends also with or some say Cosm. Yep. So he said to her, "Please decide for me. I can't think of one." And I told him that he has to come up with his own. Yeah, of course. So I told him off, and so she before. Uh, um, or some say Cosm saw that she responded and said, "Simon's blow, uh, Simon's bow blade makes nice noises, requires a lot of skill. <laughs> as you know, Mark is a musician and makes very good noises. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and as she t- talking yeah, to Mark, as she, he's the next one for you, John. He repented. He repented and came back with an answer. <laughs> All right, Mark Strait of the Boreal Valley at Mark Strait." Saw Cleaver because it looks as angry as I am all the time, or Rakuyo because it's my favorite isolated sound in the game. Uh, my advice would be somebody about the anger, but the Rakuyo is good. He plays rugby for that. Yes. He plays rugby for his anger. Yeah. Yeah, we found that out last week, last episode. <laughs> um, Man, right. I'm really unprepared for this episode by just not listening to a week of this podcast. I missed a lot. Well, it's a fast pace. Uh, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get yeah, there. It's a good one last week. Um, right, next is our boy Dave, uh, regent of retweets at centinaut underscore plus, and he puts, Fist of Gratia, I'm a simple man and left-handed. I prefer straightforward solutions to complex problems, like an old-fashioned jab to the gut. <laughs> <laughs> I so imagine saying that as well. <laughs> now, I'm just going to nitpick here a bit. Since I'm being at like quote unquote confrontational this week. You are. Uh, yes, you Dave, the quick, the fist of gratia is not a jab. It looks like as if you actually throw a hook. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, you know, you definitely, you definitely curve your arm and the jab is like a straightforward punch. I still think you wouldn't want to punch to the gut with it. I think you would still. No, yeah. Oh no, no. I'm just, I'm just simply pointing that. out that it's not a jab. That's nitpicking. John. That's nitpicking. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lose. Okay, I have I have about like 200, like some high 200 number of uh, followers on Twitter. I'm gonna lose them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I complimented Caitlin and I complimented my, so I'll still have those two, and I'll still have you. There you go. I mean, that's four, that's there four. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You see if the Lord of Likes still follows you after this. Yeah. Uh, at Night Twitter, uh, he uses the Beast Cutter, uh, a little too heavy, occasionally blunt, and I swing both ways. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Cameron. <laughs> that is great. One, yeah, it was a nice one, two, set. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Next one, John. All right. Kokagaro uh, at Kokagaro. I think I'm like the Kirk Hammer, blunt, overly practical to the point of being boring and dogmatic, only exciting if you rub me the right way. <laughs> you're brilliant and you're exciting. Except I don't, I don't know about all that. Not gonna, not gonna touch that. Oh, brilliant. But yeah, very, very good response, Co. Very good. That is awesome. Uh, right next, a familiar face. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Greer. So he blood bo- was it blood? How would you pronounce this? Blood borb. Blood borb. Yeah, blood borb. Blood borb Greer at GG Greer. Rikuyo because <laughs> Rikuyo because you can only get me after being fucked by a couple of giant shark men. <laughs> I was I was upset when it didn't look like Vader included this because I saw this on my Twitter feed and I lost my goddamn mind. I, I was all over the place. 
That's probably why I don't understand Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny there. though is that uh, he lives uh, in the southern half of the like in a, in a state that is very well known for uh, fishing and seafood. So I mean, there's a pretty good chance to, in order to get to Jeremy's house, you have to fight sharkmen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think was wife for his wife. How did she get to it? <laughs> she had to do the same. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, uh, stop, because that, I'm not going to mention, nope, nope, just move on. Yeah, move on. We've got <laughs> Twitter Hermit at Steps Bay U. Um, Ligarious Wheel, because covering myself in blood of my foes makes me more powerful. Not that I do that regularly. Great for something, John. All right. Uh, our last bit of feedback comes from Pete, Law- Pete Lawson at Mr. Worry. The Torch. I'm a bit boring, but I I can't see that. Uh, I do exist in the real world. I mean, <laughs> you got a point there, Pete. Yeah. You got a point. Oh, absolutely. He's the only one to exit the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Successfully yeah. exited the dream. Like well it. done, Pete. Well done. <laughs> oh, so, dear. That is awesome. boring, but you survived. Absolutely. <laughs> No, you're not boring, Pete. We like you. <laughs> that was some. There was some really, really good response. Oh man, it was a ton of fun. That was good. Oh, it was brilliant. Like, yeah. What cool. the thing is? Uh, are you now going to ask? Like, are we going to do a round table of our weapons from Bloodborne? Yes, we'll let you. I have no answer. I'm terrible at these games. But go, yeah, go for it. No, no, please don't. Because I shit the bed and totally forgot to think of an answer. Oh, so none of us have got one then. <laughs> I've been trying to think of one like this entire episode, and I obviously I want to equate it to like a weapon that I like in Bloodborne. Uh, so I will go. Uh, I don't want to pick a weapon I don't like, but at the same time, this is like as Vader said, like a deep emotional question. Like this, this yeah. would be like a real <laughs> Would you compare yourself to? I don't know. I didn't really like. Yeah. I didn't really come up with much, but uh. Com- Compared to the answers I mean, we've got, it's really hard to compete with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Do you know what? I'll be unconventional. I'll pick a throne weapon. I'll be a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> okay. I, Why? I was. That's no, no, the answer. I'm, I, I'm small but fiery. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. You're onto something. I'm small. Uh, my facial hair grows in red like fire. I'm pretty light, so you could throw me pretty far. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this, to be honest. Um, hey, you guys think. Laugh. At least I came up with one. At least I yeah. came up with yeah. one. Yeah. Looking at you. Hey, we, well, we would be in professional trying to do all, you know, getting all the prep work. We didn't have time for things like, yeah, hang on, I, I came up with a question. That, that was my contribution. Yep, yep. <laughs> ah, um, yeah. That was cool. Really cool. So I'm not going to answer because I can't think of one. Yeah, nor can I. Nor can I. Right. Okay, that's that's been a, that's been a really fun episode. I enjoyed it. <laughs> that was yeah. good. So yeah, we'll um, yeah we'll wrap it up now. Um, yeah. So I need to try and remember all the admin stuff. <laughs> Just ask John. Where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, John. We can, find well, your Twitter. <laughs> we can uh, unfollow you on Twitter. Gonna, uh, if you couldn't think of like the admin stuff, I was literally going to take the reins on that because I've listened to enough episodes <laughs> of this podcast to understand the admin stuff. Was well, that? I was. I didn't want to do the admin for one of the other shows. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't take him for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, just, just throw <laughs> out the admin for Monster Dear Monster. Just yeah, sorry, whip it out there. switch off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, if you guys yeah. want to talk about fighting games or anything in general or just, I mean, <laughs> give me another follower because after this episode, I'm not going to have too many of them. Uh, <laughs> 99 Dexterity on Twitter. And like, I'm, I'm welcome to all conversation. I'm pretty open-minded with things. Just don't tell me Dark Souls 2 is bad because I'll block you. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, probably up for a fight on this episode. We'll go there. We need to end. We need yeah. to end. Yeah. Okay. Future chat. Future chat. How about you, Vader? I uh, just VaderVanOden.com. You can find my crap there. There we go. Nicely summed up. Uh, you can find yeah. me on Twitter at NinjaBad. Find me on uh, Monster Monster. We're coming up to our, almost our year anniversary. Um, which is cool and you can also find me on realm and ruin which is a brand new podcast with me and cameron about warhammer and all the law behind it which is doing really well um you can find this show on uh darkinsight.net or on twitter you can just search for it um itunes reviews always good um yeah get the word out there <laughs> and uh thank again thank you very much for joining us john it's been excellent having you on here and uh, we, oh, we sort of guess that you like fighting games. and um, uh, Maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe it's a thing. Just a tad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, it's been a pleasure, guys, and thank you for having me again, especially when Brian told, like, Brian explicitly said that I would never be back here. And, and lo and behold, two weeks later, here we here go. I am. Well, not it's two weeks, but two episodes later, here I am. It's 2018, <laughs> anything can happen. Exactly. And you've proven it. So, no, that, again, thank you very much for being on this show. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's This has been Dark Insight, episode 88. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you later soon. Bye. Get out of here. Bye-bye. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Second, second. Hannah is a globe of slow. Don't be some blind into what it's become. Take it from me and where I'm from. Game recognized, game it takes one and no one. Let's start off with the thugs that drag you in. Who the hell are these dudes? Man, I don't even know them. And then they drop me off at the top of the staircase. You could have picked anywhere, but you plant me in this place. And they got the worst bouncer ever posted at the door. Try to wave high, but in the end I got ignored. The other big guys are totally smashed on that lane. They totally bum rush and try to fight me. Uh, slow your roll, homie, you don't even know me. About to put on the shadow gear and go ham like Shinobi. Make it to the bonfire, homegirls in the mood. Lady of the dark, we shooting off nothing but attitude. Time to head downstairs in the world's worst elevator. Met with drama, I'd rather take care of later. But this guard boy almost be someone's baby daddy. He doesn't waste time, just chooses to attack me. Most things that shine here are golden. Just cause they shine don't mean they're worth holding. The slum is a slum, no matter where you're from. And then Alondo isn't true to what it's really showing. Most things that shine here are golden Just cause they shine don't mean they worth holding
the slum is a slum, no matter where Yo. you're from, and then the Londo Yo. isn't true, Yo. so what is really show? Ah. Well, there's no hood quite like Anna Londo Because you proceeded by going through a broken window You met with bad guys who choose to throw knives And I realize it just dudes afraid for their lives We just committed with cops called breaking and entering And instead of fleeing, we proceed to start murdering Covered in blood, but once that's all done and said I'm far more irritated by what lies ahead Remember those dudes from the start of this place? Well, the rest of their squad wants to get in my face Get past those jerks and the nights that are tripping Find Soler chilling, listen to him rap a Team up with him and do an epic throwdown Two of them along the street, tough swan us out of town Beat him down, meet the princess who sure is fine For bump this ghetto spot, let's walk back to fire link shrine Most things that shine here are golden Just cause they shine don't mean they're worth holding A slum is a slum no matter where you're from And then Alondo isn't true to what it's really showing most things that shine here are golden Just cause they shine don't mean they're worth holding The slum is a slum no matter where you're from And Anna isn't true to what it's really showing Anna is a glorified slum Don't be some blind to the world it's become Take it from me and where I'm from Game recognized, game it takes one to know ya Anna is a glorified slum Don't be some blind to the world it's become Take it from me and where I'm from Game recognized, game it takes one to know